What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 74 of the No Mercy podcast, episode 6 of the Conspiracy Edition. Uh, We got a lot of ground covered on this podcast. We went for a while. We talked about drinking the blood of children. We talked about the Vegas shooting, which is something that you guys have been asking us to talk about for a while. Talked about trans athletes. Uh, Saul Alinsky. A lot of you don't know that name. You will know that name. Talked a little bit about Bill Cooper, too. I went on a fucking rant about Steve Kerr and Popovich, how they're quiet about this NBA China thing. Talked about Hillary Clinton running for president again. Uh, you name it, we hit it. Uh, we talked a lot. We dovetailed, as usual. Had the goof troop back on. Had Bob, had Ben, had the bod, and myself. Uh, tons of information on here. We put the poll question out on Twitter, what you guys want to talk about. I think we hit most of the things you guys wanted to talk about. Possibly going to have a monstrous, monstrous special guest coming up next week if you didn't listen to the last podcast with larry johnson you should make sure to go back to listen to episode 73 amazing guest amazing podcast he did a fantastic job got another monster guest coming on next week possibly if not next week over the next couple weeks working on it now stay tuned i'm not going to tell you but make sure you go and subscribe to the podcast download write a review let us know how you feel about it good or bad and get over to elitefantasy.com EliteFantasy.com for all of you guys that play DFS. It is the spot to get all your DFS information for DraftKings, FanDuel, SuperDraft. You name it, we got it covered over there. EliteSportsBetting.com. Get over there for all your gambling needs. And FantasyGuru.com. Get over there for all your seasonal football needs. FantasyGuru.com, EliteFantasy.com, and EliteSportsBetting.com. You could use promo code TOMMYG on any of those sites for 20% off. Enough of the sales pitch. Without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 74 of the No Mercy podcast, episode 6 of the Conspiracy Edition. I am joined by the regular goof troop, the Bod, Bob, and Ben, the three Bs with TG. Bobby, how you doing, brother? Boom, Tetris for me. That's all I gotta say. Boom, Tetris for Bob. For those that don't know, Bob's little fucking shack in uh, uh, Hodunk, (laughs) Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, just has the worst internet in the world, so we had to scrap the first 30 minutes and re-record it. So, Bob, this is all your fault. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> ben, we were on a pre-show camera before. We tried to record with camera before this, and I think that's what shut down Bob's internet. You can only have, like, one window open at a time over there in, a, in, 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 in Tannock, Tannatucky. But, uh, Ben, you were a little shocked to see what Bob looks like. Oh, man, yeah, well... Like I said earlier on the first one that you guys aren't going to hear, I was very disappointed <laughs> when the cameras came on and I saw Bob for the first time because I was fully expecting him to have this sideshow Bob hair because that's what his logo is. So I was expecting <laughs> this country bumpkin to have his long, curly, blondish brown hair and he was going to come on with his accent and then he just looks like this good-looking Italian guy from New York. So it, I was, He's I was expecting some like crusty old redneck with like overalls. <laughs> And straw hat. <laughs> if yeah. I set the over under on Bob's hair, you would have had it at at least twenty four inches, right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, I would have had it in a ponytail, so maybe the yes. the twenty four inches would have been a little sh- a shrunk. But yeah, what sure. what percentage would you have given a mullet? 
<laughs> a mullet. I, I think the mullet would have been a little bit of a lower percentage just because <laughs> the times that we live in now. But I say that if you ask me, like, if his hair was over 12 inches, I, I would have bet the farm on it. I yeah. feel like mullets have exited the country and become more of like a hipster thing. Well, oh, I hate Bob, you're still hipster by our standards. Oh, but gosh, he was wearing a... on my intro, Tom. Let's Hold go. on. We'll get to you, Kurt. Hold on. He was... <laughs> Time to eat. <laughs> he was wearing a cutoff shirt and had like many plastic bracelets, though. You did see that, right, Ben? You did have a lot. Very musician-like. Yeah. yeah a lot, a lot of plastic bracelets. A lot of what rubber bracelets. What is with bracelets. that with like, lead singers? Hold on. Let me introduce you, oh, Kurt. Yeah, that's why you I keep speak. saying, bring me in, bro. <laughs> And ladies in. and gentlemen, the leader of the most recent manipulated No Mercy poll, Bro. the bod. The fuck's up, son? What do you mean <laughs> manipulated? A, I didn't even run the poll. B, I didn't even know about the poll. Who ran the poll then? You're the only one who runs that account. I just heard about the poll like 10 minutes ago. Oh, how? And it just closed down. I, yeah, I won. I <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> I- <laughs> Easily won, too. 43%. Yeah. I wow. got 166 shocking. of the 176 votes. Wow. Shocking. Totally shocking that a poll that you ran and manipulated. Didn't run. Totally and and even, even instead of just writing QTN, you had to write question the narrative to next to it. You told me last time there's a lot of new subscribers. Yeah, and no one knows what a Gnostic supernaturalist, which you put down in for me. Yeah. Did or you, you wrote Bob as country even, bumpkin. How even yeah, in the that's poll. You are. Even in the poll, you manipulated your result. You put QTN, and then you explained it. You were like, Crap. "That's what I said." <laughs> yeah, he explains it. Like now, when like, you say you know, me, you mean the interns did this? I again I had no idea this poll was up. Yeah, interns. Now we got fucking no mercy interns. We can't even get fucking can't even do a fucking podcast with video. You think we got interns fucking running shit? <laughs> fucking interns. But uh, yes, and and uh, Ben, how did Ben fare in that poll? Because I thought ben his was, was actually fair. close to you. Because you were at twenty six percent. Ben was a mainstream skeptic, which is like a lower version of a QTN. He got twenty percent, <laughs> and then Country Bumpkin got eleven. You, Bob, you need a new name. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. It's got to come what about naturally. Honest leader. Just I think honest leader is a good one. <laughs> Just thinking right now. Honest leader looks good. I think honest leader is. is I think that's so. When we tried to do the video cast a minute ago, which fucking exploded and destroyed my whole entire night, I had all these plans. Fucking Tampa Bay Houston games about to start. Uh, Giants Patriots about to start. I'm like, let's get this at five so we can be done by seven. Now we're starting at seven. But uh, on that new uh, video feed that we'll try and master within a fucking six-month time span, probably, it just populates names that we don't choose, and Bob's was Honest Leader. Well, I noticed that I, it was I, powered by Google, so I'm assuming Google went through my metadata and came up with the most accurate <laughs> description of myself based on everything <laughs> I do, and uh, I think Honest Leader is a really good one. It is yeah, a stickers. much better name, though. You should definitely roll with this. You should change your Twitter handle to this. I yeah, Kurt, like you it. should redo the poll. Redo the poll. No, 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 no. We're already past this poll. I got to win. All right. So, yeah, but Bob, if you do that and you change it to Honest Leader, you have to put MAGA afterwards so you can just troll (laughs) the libs. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we do want to start. We were talking a little bit about free speech and stuff like that. What we're going to cover, I want to get to the Vegas shooting. So, we're going to get to that pretty quickly at the jump here. But I do want to put a disclaimer on this podcast to start. Uh, the views expressed by Bob's lessons do not express the views and opinions of the No Mercy podcast. So I need to say that because Bob has been on quite a run and he got very mad at me, Kurt, like very mad at me oh, this I week. Saw. Bob didn't talk to me for like six days because <laughs> I was telling Bob 
well, I won't name names, but there are some business ventures that uh, EliteFantasy.com, the number one place for all daily fantasy information, knowledge, projections, and winning results, uh, a company that I do own, is working on some business deals with some other companies and people out there. And Bob's Lessons has a tendency to attack those people on Twitter <laughs> very often over the last few months. And I just said calmly to Bob, like, hey, Bob, I know you want to get your thoughts across at Bob's Lessons on Twitter. And I know you want to, you know. Is that what you said little... or did you blow me up well, in the I, family thread? Which I said maybe. Yeah, you didn't text them privately. It was I right said, in front of everyone. Maybe let's not attack potential future business partners calling them very derogatory names on Twitter. Okay. That's let's, all. Let's start and with Bob that. went fucking nuclear on me. Like, absolutely <laughs> batshit fucking nuclear to the point where Constantino and Madeline... I was on the wrong thread. I didn't realize that everyone was on that thread. But Bobby made a statement. And, I, Bob, while I go and dig for Yo, read the whole your response... I'm going to read it. I'll tell I just you what. Let me read it in your voice. Me, I tell you, when you, when you read the whole thing, when you... Uh, recite my part of it. Say it in like a country accent. Like well, I mean, no, I'm a, you, you sound you sounded like fucking Greta Thunberg is what you said. Oh my like. god, you're the authoritarian <laughs> man. I thought this was called No Mercy. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to find the fucking Patch Uncle Dannyan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Danny. Everyone's a big. I tell you what, Ben, Kurt, what, what, you're the third party because you're the only objective person in this thread. Um, what's my your analysis on this? All right, so I thought it was amazing that Tom, who's like, you can't censor me. No one's going to censor me, is trying to censor you. So I, I wasn't was trying to side. censor him. I'm just saying, what's the point of attacking Doesn't matter. people That's that we thing. may be doing well, business it's, deals it's with funny, for three he, likes? He, he's worried about me hurting the No Mercy brand when Prison Mike comes out with these, like, <laughs> That's what I mean. like profanity-laced tirades. <laughs> no, I, I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, say whatever you want. Just don't tag people and respond that like they're minding their own business over there doing something. Bob's like, "Oh yeah, you motherfucker!" Blah 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 blah. I'm like, just, just, just there's see, a list of like this guy, six people. Man, you're speaking out of, about free speech, but you're doing exactly whatever. So here's else. here's I'm here's what Bob, Bob here's what Bob wrote. Okay, and uh, he said he said, "Bro, I'm gonna censor name. Bro, I don't get on Twitter to bow to you. Got to go backwards. You got to go yeah. backwards. Oh, it's before that. Do what it was, in Greta too." Yeah, hold on. No, no, don't, don't do it in Greta. It's so much better in Greta. Do it, in, do it in like a country bumpy voice. No, I'm, don't tell me what to do. I'm the fucking show here. All right, go you back to the picture you sent and what you said. That yeah. started the whole thing. He goes, he goes. He's a Hollywood cuckservative, never Trumper. You're still not. I'd going rather back be fine. a troll. No, I'm not going all the Rob Bob. I'm not going to read fucking three hours of text messages here on this fucking thing. You're just carefully goes, selecting the part. He where goes. I start he to goes. Lose look. It. He goes. Look. If you want to get blank on the pod, go right ahead. I'm not going to change my opinion on the guy, plain and simple. It's inauthentic. Seriously, man. I, and I said, dang it, Bobby. He goes, seriously, man. I got on Twitter to give my opinions and share my thoughts. If people don't like it, they can honestly fuck off. They can't. I'm not going to delete anything or apologize for shit. If that means disassociating with me on Twitter, I have no issue with it. It's your show, bro. But I'm not going to watch what I say because of a podcast, Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with Bob. Thank you. Did you notice he censored the name of the person that I was criticizing too? I'm telling you, this is this is China. Bro, he does the same thing whenever I bring up aliens. How many times have we talked about aliens? Every time I bring it up, he just shuts it down. What do you I'm mean, the Kurt? King of censoring. Kurt, know. aliens has got to be a whole show. Because Kurt, here's what Kurt wants that. to do. With the here's lad Kurt and the Rob shows, I'd always try to bring up aliens, and you would shut me down. Because those two people don't know anything about aliens or care about it. <laughs> 
course, Mad Lab does. Mad Lab don't know anything about aliens. <laughs> Fuck this Mad Lab know about aliens. Aliens doesn't know anything. Yo, about I got aliens. on Twitter because I kept getting DMs on Facebook every time I posted anything. Seriously, from man, ants. I got on Twitter to give my opinions <laughs> and share my thoughts. Dude, if people don't like Bob it, is they my can honestly now. go. Fuck off. I'm not going to leave anything or apologize for shit. If that means disassociating with me on Twitter, I have no issue with it. Bob, Hey, I'm Hong Kong in this, bro. I should be at a gig right now. I should be at a gig right now. Actually, I should have been at a gig. I should have better. I should have better internet right now. I don't even get paid for this. You're taking away my childhood. <laughs> ben, what was your take on Uncle Danny's drop-in last week? I thought that was wait, awesome. Wait, wait, you just sidestepped from... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to, like, defend myself. Well, that's... that's no, you're, like you're you not said, allowed to defend yourself. Like okay. you said in the text, Bob, it's my fucking you show. You disarmed me, dude. You took it's away It's not my... no mercy with Bob's lessons. <laughs> <laughs> All right? <laughs> Remember I thought that. that was great. I thought Uncle Danny made a fantastic appearance on the show. And what, what I was picturing is if you were on like a TV show and he just pops up in like a thought bubble. <laughs> <laughs> what would Uncle Danny do? <laughs> what would Uncle Danny do? Bob, I'll give you 30 seconds to defend yourself. What is this, like a political debate or something? 28. <laughs> 25. Okay. Or if we keep counting, I'm not going to be able to. 23. Oh, right, if we keep counting, you don't get to defend yourself. All right, so... 19. I got on Twitter because I would get inboxes from Aunt So and So and Uncle So and So every time I posted something about Trump. So I created my Twitter burner account, which is why you don't see my face. It's just an avatar of Sideshow Bob, so I can say whatever I want, carte blanche, attack who I want to attack without facing any repercussions. And so Tommy, when he sends me these little pictures, it's just, it's funny when you send me the shit telling me that, like, mm-hmm. You know, my reactions and stuff are going to hurt the brand. And then I sign on Twitter and prison Mike is just going on this. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I wanted to screen cap and be like, dude, See, how? I don't want anyone to. Th- I'm not trying to censor you. And Kurt, you fucking liar. What's you up? agreed with me. And now What's you're up? backing off. All no. I said was there's two or three people. And one of them, I'll give you the, you know, the, the whole uh, you went to Ben Shapiro for something. Hell yeah, right. Dude. That Right, I don't really give a shit about that. That wasn't a big deal. It was just right after. It seemed like you were just doing it to be a dick. But my whole thing is, it's like there's one or two people who in the past you've gone after and you've said so. Where I was just like, yo, I'm literally in this person's office yesterday working a business deal. Like, just give it a few weeks to see if the business deal goes through before you fucking attack someone for six likes on Twitter. Like, just there's like four people. You can go after whoever you want. I just uh, that's all that's all it was. I go over so. whatever I want, but the, I tell you, make me a list. Of ch- I will. I'll make you a list of three. And listen, if the business deal goes sideways, you can go fucking attack the shit out of everyone. But you know, I don't need a fucking possible twenty million dollar business said, deal going sideways because my said, fucking very, my stoner cousin wants to fucking say you're stupid to someone who fucking wrote something. So the the realistic uh, interpretation of these events. Is that I get on Twitter to say what I want to say. I don't care about followers. I don't care yeah. about notoriety or anything like that. Yeah. I just want to spew uh, everything I, I want think to spew. It was you, Bob. Exactly. You, you, you. Without any worry about family members, friends, 
criticizing me. Don't worry, Bob. You got the bodies and the QTNs with you. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Kurt's uh, trying to get the Kurt's trying to get the independent get the vote. votes. <laughs> yeah, trying to get the Bob votes. I supported your man when he was down. Bro. <laughs> me and Ben will unite and form a fucking army here. But um so anyway, we're gonna talk about the Vegas shooting first. A uh, bunch of stuff to talk about. I want to talk about this NBA China shit. I want to talk about a lot about blood transfusions. That'll be fun. But uh, raise your hand if you listened to No Mercy episode 73 with uh, Tommy G and Kansas City Chief superstar, former running back Larry Johnson talking about blood sacrifices and Satanism. Bod, I see your hand is up. Ben, I see your hand is up. Bob's lessons. Did you not find time in your... 18 free hours a day to spend an hour to listen to to me and lj on the podcast i did not why <laughs> at least he's honest i know he's i know he didn't listen to it i'll why, be honest Bob? this week i've been watching a lot of I'm not, I'm tetris still on tetris still on tetris. <laughs> you're still on that hole yeah the european qualifiers uh, have been going on this week uh, 2015 I are watched... the europeans better than the americans i gave bob the greatest idea ever regarding tetris and he did not follow through with it i did follow through i didn't get any response from the champion from last year i told him to reach out to the champion from last year tell him you're a big fan we talked about him on the pod and that we will sponsor him out in the, oh, the big qualifier and and i put it in bob's hands and what did he do we probably smoked a joint and fell asleep yeah i oh, literally rocks a no mercy shirt when he played yeah it. that's what i said bro <laughs> i literally inboxed the guy what am i supposed to do go to his house no mercy tetris bro i tried it twice i tried it i also, I think he's under 18. Tom, you're so verified. You should do I it. I know. I'll go do it. Yeah, he's not, gonna, awesome. he's not going to reply to me. Little Bro, old the man. No Mercy shirts are going to yeah, be... He's uh, not going to reply to you. The kid's soon. got like 14 followers. When's he not going to reply to you? <laughs> like he's famous. Like like you're trying to reach out to How many John McAfee. How does he have? Who are you talking about, that me or the guy? Probably. No, the guy. He's got like 4,000 followers. Four or 5,000. <laughs> he's like, he'll <laughs> never respond to me. He's the Tetris World Champion, dude. Is he American or European? American. Has he ever played he, the European? Kurt, he stuff? actually posted a tweet saying, when I looked at Bob's Tetris shit, he actually posted a tweet saying, um, I want to go out to the Tetris Championships, but I can't afford a hotel and a room. I was like, tell him we'll pay for it. If we could sponsor him out there, it'd be great. We'd fucking, it'd be great. Fucking boom, Tetris for Bob. But, uh, but yeah, Bob He's couldn't fall through, so we I'll work on him. it. Ben, uh, we got to do yeah, this, it's right? October 20th. Oh, we still I think got it's a great idea. Two weeks left. I want to I think be out it's there. A great idea. We can ask him all of his tips and tricks and how he gets how he got the announcers to go boom Tetris. I can't wait. Boom. I could. I could. I got millions of questions I could ask. Millions. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> Very sure you do. But anyway, Bob, what you missed on the Larry Johnson episode was he actually referenced Monsters Inc. Yeah. I went on a little rant about Monsters Inc. And we're not going to tell you about it because nope. now you got to go listen to it because we need that download. I know so, all about uh, Monsters Inc. Dog. Yeah. Well. Well. I mean, but you were on the same page as LJ. Yep. He was. Yep. He followed it too. So uh, yep. anyway, Vegas shooting anniversary was last week. We were going to do the uh, podcast here talking about Vegas. I put a poll, not a poll, but a question out. What do you guys want to hear about? A lot of Vegas shootings in there. Uh, so it's kind of the two-year anniversary as of last week. So we had Larry Johnson. I wasn't going to move him for you fucking idiots. So I figured we'll you know, do him, and then we'll do it a week later. So as far as the Vegas shootings are concerned, who wants to start with uh, anything regarding this? Ben, do you want to fill people in on kind of what happened here for those that kind of live under a rock and don't even know what the fuck we're talking about? Yeah, um, you probably know more about the specifics than I do, but the Vegas shooting, there was this guy that was in 
uh, a high rise in the Vegas Strip and there was concerts going on and within the concert there were barely any exit points for people to leave so this guy started shooting and raining down bullets on this concert crowd and a lot of them couldn't get out so it was it was massive it was a massacre it was like shooting fish in a barrel right so there was a, a big massacre that went on in vegas mandalay bay um you guys have all heard about it i'm assuming if you haven't you're probably Stephen not listening paddock. to this podcast yeah Stephen paddock a guy killed himself shot out a window and there's been a million conspiracy theories circling about this um Whoever wants to kind of take the lead on this and then we'll dovetail off. I want to get into the kind of the follow the money side of it. Uh, That's not what we lead with. But the conspiracy theories for all of us were, Bobby, we talk about a lot how there's very telltale signs when a conspiracy is going on, right? One of the things that happens is first you follow the money. You see who could have been involved, right? The fact that the Saudis owned like the top four floors of Mandalay Bay. They own the four seasons with Bill Gates. They were involved. That brings the kind of terrorism aspect into it guns deal arms deal gone wrong the big thing here was the conflicting stories that you like to talk about bob i'll let you kind of dovetail onto that like how you can tell if something's bullshit or not and then how quick the media buries it right and this thing just fucking disappeared Mm -hmm. like it just fell off the national radar one of the biggest mass murders in the history probably the biggest one since 9-11 and it just fucking poop dropped off the radar security guards were disappearing that were on like ellen's show Fucking people were changing testimonies, news, all that happened. So, Bob, give me a little, uh, give me a couple points on your end. Well, yeah, anytime. There's always uh, things you look for in a false flag. One of the big things is a military drill. Were there any drills uh, in the area recently? And anytime you see a false flag, there's usually evidence of of some type of military drill. It's also funny how, you know, a lot of times it's always like a lone gunman theory. And so, you know, this person has all this time to orchestrate this 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 plan and then he immediately gets caught. And a lot of times he he gets off because that's the easiest way to get rid of anybody that talked. But I actually had a friend that was there and he was he was live tweeting as it was happening. What the fuck is going on? So I called him, you know, about a week later once, uh, you know, everything kind of died down a little bit. And he goes, dude, just this this one gun shooter theory is going to get debunked so quick because as he was escaping, he heard multiple, multiple, multiple gunshots. He said there was at least three shooters just from from his vantage point, and he was there. And the funny thing was he got interviewed twice, and then after he got interviewed twice, nobody wanted to talk to him anymore. He was calling stations and, you know, trying to get his word out there, and, and nobody wanted to hear from him. But once the, once the lone gunman theory started getting questioned, that's when you started seeing the Vegas shooting drop from the news Disappear. Cycle. Right. Disappear. And for those people that don't know, not only did it disappear from the mainstream media cycle, they started pulling down all the videos online. Like I had to go to DuckDuckGo for do do you guys even know what DuckDuckGo is? Have you ever been there? Yeah, I use it every day. Yeah. DuckDuckGo should be your primary search engine. Mm -hmm. Like you should literally abandon Google and use DuckDuckGo. Um, It's less censored than Google. Google shadow bans everything. Right. So they manipulate you from the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, duck duck go like when you go on google and write vegas conspiracy theory vegas shooting conspiracy all you see is vegas was not a conspiracy these are the reasons why it wasn't a conspiracy no, snopes right? says this is yeah snopes said this was not a conspiracy <laughs> you know snopes fucking snopes the biggest crock of shit site out there but when you go to duck duck go it's like here's the five main things on why it's a conspiracy you see shit that you're supposed to find so first thing i would advise you all do fuck google make duck duck go your main search engine but they started pulling down all the videos on YouTube. They're gone. All the videos, because you know, I haven't, 
I was locked into this tweeting about it for like six months when it was going on. And then I'm trying to go find all the videos I bookmarked. And here's the funny thing. I have a folder bookmarked Vegas shooting conspiracy that I was going to go to whenever we did the conspiracy pot. Eight of the nine videos I had booked are eight and a nine are no longer there. Right. They're gone. They fucking scrubbed the whole fucking internet with all the fucking videos like they did when they scrubbed the internet of all the 9-11 shit. Right. But it's just crazy what they're doing. Well, I remember when Ben was talking about the Boston bombing and he, you know, he was telling me to research it and I started researching anything on the Boston bombing and I'd go to web pages and it would have like eight videos and it all says this content has been removed. I couldn't find a single video on anything anything. that that, uh, questioned the official narrative, as you would say. Um, so I had to go to, yeah, QTN. So I had to go to like, you know, uh, I had to go to sites that just Kurt had like Pandering still images. Yeah. But all the, all the YouTube stuff was gone. <laughs> it was wiped, wiped out completely. Yeah. But we say but, this every time there's some kind of shooting or something, it's always reported multiple shooters. And then it always changes to just one guy and always. you see pictures of him. Where was all the cameras in the hallways? You don't see those. Dude, this is all the hard God. drives are missing. Now it's a is? Vegas casino, Kurt. Do you know how many cameras are? Ever- you can't even take a shit in a Vegas casino without Vegas, there being a camera. You can't be off camera for more than like three seconds, no matter where you are. No matter where you are. <laughs> no matter where you are. And the whole fucking thing. But all these camera shots are missing. And the funny thing is we all know people who were out there or know people who know people who were out there. And it's fucking consensus. I know uh, Mad Lab's friend was bartending during this. was getting shot at during it. He was down there. He was bartending for the concert. Like, I know multiple people were out there. Every single person to a man, to a woman, said there was at least two shooters. At least. That shots were coming from all over. That's what all of them said. But the whole narrative now is that there was one. I don't even know if there is a narrative anymore because it's so far removed from oh, the man, public right. eye that I don't even think people remember. It's amazing that we don't even go back and talk about it as, like, one of the most, like, uh, extreme terrorist events, you know, really of the last century it's, it, as far as death total, right? So, yeah. I think they realized all their fuck-ups, and they're just like, all right, just yeah. let it go silent. Bury everyone's it. just going to forget about it. I mean, when's the last time someone talked about Weinstein? Where's Epstein gone? No one's talked about Epstein. Right. Like, no, no, they just bury this shit when it's too uh, – they're making shit too obvious nowadays, Ben, and they're just burying it because they're realizing the internet uh, – I don't know if it was you or Bobby, Ben, that said the internet was created to kind of spy on us, and we've turned it back on them. Bobby, I think it was you. Yep. Yeah, um, they're actually finding that this is a negative now where it's like, yes – they can control us through Twitter. They can control the narratives. They can control us through the media. But the negative of that is we also can fucking hyperanalyze every single video and broadcast and go back in time and find all the mistakes that they made uh, throughout that process, Ben. Yeah, I think it's interesting the way that you worded it about them being able to control us because it it's not just what they write and how they manipulate things, but... When you look at something like a Facebook Messenger, that when you get that app, like it can listen to your microphone and record you, like things like that. Like you, you may not even know that they're listening, and they're listening, they're recording it, they're tracking the data, and then they're putting ads up of things that you're talking about. They're, you know, putting movies out about topics that you're discussing, and, and all those kind of things. And then you also look at like like Amazon. Actually, today or yesterday was caught some of their employees would use their cameras like the webcams that they have to spy on people and watch them having sex and it's like they're so entrenched in our lives and the the privacy that you know just even a generation or two ago uh, could reasonably expect we don't have that anymore and it's because of that 
you know, uh, boiling frog uh, analogy that they just do it a little bit at a time. Like even myself, I remember, you know, five, ten years ago, I would do what Kurt would do and I would have the, you know, the tape over my webcam and I would just, you know, be like, be careful what you say around the phones and things like that. And now, like, I kind of just forget about it and I'm past it, but it's even worse now. So I think, you know, even people like myself who, you know, always questions everything not just the narrative but i question all things uh, and then you know for me to move past that like it it, it really opens my eyes so what like, you're wow, saying with all this technology recording everything so where's the recordings from his phone if they can hear that where's the recording mm-hmm. from inside the room if they have a smart tv like yep. there's nothing they have all that it they have all of it yeah all, they have yeah, all of it all, we just all, don't get the- i mean when you consider all of it yeah nsa has that so the government does but when you put an app on your phone and you click the user agreement and you don't read it all the way, right. they allow like Facebook Messenger, they'll have shit in there like, you allow us to listen to, record, all, and, and you know, store. categorize all of your information and, and sell it to... And all that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, you, you click on these apps and they're just running in the background just doing whatever. Like You don't even look at the user agreements. And I'm sure some of them don't even... You know, they violate things that aren't in, even in the user agreements. They just do it illegally. So, I mean, it, which is which is it. funny. So let me let me touch on two things here. So one, have you guys seen that meme about the wiretaps? Because what you just said there, Ben, hits home a lot because there's a meme out there showing like 1980s, you know, like don't talk about this on the phone. The government might have our phones tapped. Mm-hmm. And then there's another meme from like 2019 saying talking to her smartphone going hey wiretap what's the recipe for pancakes <laughs> you know how like we've gone from yeah. like hold on let's let's meet in person meet me at the Seven Eleven and let's talk to fuck it dude fuck it like the li- i remember i didn't want an alexa and i still don't have one but i remember the girl i was seeing a couple years ago got me an alexa i'm like i ain't putting that thing in my fucking house are you kidding me blah blah, blah. and i still don't have one but then i'm like what do you mean my phone and my if i'm going to use yeah. a mac and a fucking cell phone. They're, they got everything anyway. What the fuck's the difference if they have the Alexa? But uh, the boiling frog thing you just mentioned, Ben, just to talk to people about what that is. So the boiling frog analogy, you're going to hear us probably reference this a couple times because we talked about it on the pre-show, you know, kind of what we thought was going on with America right now. The analogy, I don't know if it's true or not. I know maybe it's an old wives' tale, but what's been told to everyone, and the analogy is great whether it's true or not, but I believe it is true. If you have a pot of boiling water on the stove and the water's already boiling and you throw a frog in it, it's going to jump out, right? It's going to realize it's hot, and it's going to jump out. But if you take the frog and you put it in a pot of lukewarm water on the stove and slowly turn the heat up little by little by little, the frog will actually melt. Its internal organs will melt within itself, and it will die in that pot. And that's the analogy, Bob, that that me and you talk about a lot as far as what the left, the New World Order, the elites, what they're all doing to the public – that they're little by little just taking away our rights, taking away our privileges, spying on us, and getting us to the point of desensitization where we're desensitized to being spied on. We're desensitized to all this. We're just becoming kind of Orwellian robots, you know, little by little, and 20 years from now their mission will actually be complete. Yeah, and that's that's what the process of what's called ideological subversion is. It's a slow game. It doesn't involve... Uh, actual warfare but it's information warfare and it's a literal changing the mindset and it's like a it's almost like a holocaust of ideas it's an extermination of a certain type of mindset you can't do it all at once because there will be a revolt but if you just pick at it just little by little by little and heat the water up eventually by the time all of our freedoms have been taken away it's, it's too late 
it's too late and we don't have anywhere to run to. And uh, this is this is like real stuff that has been practiced and studied and put into you know implementation. And you're really starting to see it right now because when the process started, and it's kind of like the baby boomer generation, like the 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 Vietnam War protesters. That's kind of the time frame when a lot of the subversion tactics started. And now these people are in positions of power. And so they're implementing them in universities, in politics, and in business. For example, when I was a freshman at Fordham University, one of the first books that I got was the Communist Manifesto. Now, here's my question. Was there any book that can challenge the ideas in the Communist Manifesto? Did we read anything by Thomas Sowell or any other conservative intellectual? No. We were handed the Communist Manifesto, and we studied it like it was a Bible. Okay, right. and I remember I remember reading the Communist Manifesto and thinking it was the greatest work of literature. And I was a communist for about a year and a half. <laughs> I really was until I realized that you can't implement these views like like the, the liberal utopia is a lie. You know, it's right. a, it's a deception. And uh, even when we were a sophomore, remember, you know, Ben Stein, right? The guy, you know, Bueller, Bueller. Mm-hmm. Win Ben Stein's money. He's a, he's a genius. He's a conservative intellectual, and he was going to come speak on our campus, and Fordham boycotted Ben Stein. You know, so right. this stuff was starting 15 years ago. I can only imagine what the campus of Fordham University is today oh compared God. to when I went. And they say it takes, what, like 20 years it takes, it to takes slowly implement. It takes 15 to 20 years to, to implement and, and I'll, brainwash, I'll, yeah, basically, I'll, I'll mind control. Yeah, I'll the KGB video. There's an interview with the ex-KGB guy that talks about, you know, the Soviet tactic. Because the United States is the last, last, you know, really country that has certain freedoms that other countries don't possess. And that's why we continue to get attacked. That's why you see Greta Thunberg in the United States rather than in China and India. Because the globalists already have China and India in their back pocket. Even though they're the major, you know, the most contributors to pollution globally. No, you see people like Greta Thunberg in the United States because they need the United States backing. Once they have our backing, once we sign these uh, Paris Climate Accords and everything like that, it's over. It's over. And that's why I continue to tell people that the MAGA movement, it's not just, it's not just about nominating Trump. It's about re-educating the populace about patriotism, about free market economies, about uh Republics, not even open democracy, because realistically, like a true democracy will eventually turn into an oligarchy. So we're talking republics, we're talking free markets, we're talking freedoms, and these are all the things that we're trying to re-educate it. That's why they call it a great reawakening, because we're trying to reawaken the people. Okay, and and that's and and that's the biggest thing that that twenty year cycle is the big thing because you need a whole generation of children right. to get brainwashed. Right, that's what it is. So that's why we're. That's why when you look at Gen X, you know, a lot, all of us on here are pretty much Gen X, right? We're mm-hmm. at the, you know, we're all either Gen X, one or two, we may be the back, back end of millennial, but we're really all Gen X. We're all mid to late 30s, early 40s. And the whole thing about that is we kind of missed it, like, right? The wave just went right behind us, like the brainwashing wave through social media and the internet and all that. But all the young kids are just desensitized to everything. They're desensitized to sharing their locations. I mean, think about if you left your house. When you were young, and we'll get back to the Vegas shooting in a second. But if you left your house when you were younger, right, and you were all out, like you, your mom, your dad, and your brother or sister, whatever your family status is, and you guys went to a restaurant, I remember parents used to leave the lights on in the house, right, just so the burglars thought we were home, right, like little shit like that. Nowadays, people will leave their apartment and go check into the bar that they're at when they live alone in their apartment. 
Right. right? Like, that's just one example of, you know, they'll check into Newark Airport and then they'll check back in when they land. So there's just been this desensitization to public safety and privacy and secrecy that is like the, pot, the frog boiling in the pot. And it's going on globally. It's, it's a, it's socialism is starting to leak in. Uh, freedom of speech, taking away our freedom of speech is starting to leak in. We talked about how the freedom of speech is easily removed from us with social media and with the Internet for the simple fact that we talked about this in the pre-show, that what's happened is if I would, wanted to run around 20 years ago and say whatever the fuck I want, you know, you know curse, be racist, be sexist, uh, bash the government, you know, fuck the police, fuck Trump, fuck Hillary, drop N-bombs, whatever the fuck I want to say. I could do it. Freedom of speech, right? But now what they've done is they've moved all forms of communication onto social media. So 95% of our communication on a daily basis actually takes place on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Right, in a controlled environment. Private companies, right. Right. So a private institution can censor whatever they want. They could do whatever they want within means, but there are no means. They can control it all. So now they could start banning Alex Jones and deplatforming him, right. banning what we're saying, shadow banning us on the Internet and controlling our speech. So they basically just and it's constitutional because it's like, well, you can still do whatever you want. You just can't do it on Twitter. Well, it's con- and everyone's yeah, like, it's constitutional because they own everything and they pass laws to make it constitutional. And it's then, like no yeah. shirt, no shoes, no service that uh, they could do whatever they want. A private business. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it basically is on Twitter. Hey, we're not allowing that. We won't allow hate speech. We won't allow people doing that. And then they can start to really blur the lines between, you know, freedom of speech and not having freedom of speech. You know, it's it's so fault. do you think this is more of brainwashing or this side just doesn't know, like, freedom of speech is taken for granted. So they don't know people well, that fought for freedom of speech, how other right. countries don't have freedom of speech. So they just take it for granted. Right. Well, it's a form of it's called subversion. But, yeah, it's a form of brainwashing. You know, it's brainwashing without saying it's brainwashing. It's like right. calling beef sauce au jus. You just assign a different name That's to what it. You know. Right. It's it's right. so so it's like calling you know the Patriot Act. You know, you assign some nice name to it to where it's you don't actually call it brainwashing. But it is a form of brainwashing. Like I said, it's a form of thought genocide where these thought police come in and they police your behavior, and then um, you start seeing things like comedians getting fined for bad jokes or. People getting oh fined for uh, you know comics that are offensive towards a certain type of people, and realistically, comedy is one of the number one litmus tests to to see how free your society is. And if you go back and listen to co- comedians from the '90s and early 2000s compared to today, you really get a good indication of where our our country's heading as far as yep. freedom. And the speech. only ones you see now who sound like the guys from the '90s and 2000s are like Bill Burr. Dave Chappelle, right. you know, Louis C.K. before he got caught jerking off and they basically threw him out of fucking comedy. Norm MacDonald, even he it's had to the, apologize. It's the guys who got like, even Kevin Hart got banned from the fucking, you know, what was it, hosting the Oscars or whatever because of a joke he made on Twitter about um, if his son was gay or something. But you'll notice the only people who have any balls to speak freely as comedians, Joe Rogan, are the ones who already have like fucking eight, nine figures worth of money. Right. right. Like they, they're already like, fuck you. I don't care. I'm rich. I got three mansions. Fucking get mad at me. Anyone who's up and coming or in the middle, like the Saturday Night Live guy or any of those people, you better watch your fucking ass. And they're going to have to watch their ass because they can't just talk through the PC crowd. Have you guys ever yeah, seen the anything, video of the all the late night hosts telling the exact same joke? It's a video no. of mm-hmm. five late night hosts. I mean, it's it's Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers telling the exact same Trump joke. Like word for word, 
Okay. That's like Ben's. Ben, what was your video? That what was the one that they should Google that you talked about the agree. newscasters? Newscasters agree. Newscasters agree. Yeah. yeah. What do you? Bob, YouTube those in? guys were probably all in a group chat with each other, texting, just like, "Hey, let's use this joke tonight." I mean, yeah, it's either that or they have the same writer. You know, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But, yeah, but so anyway, so Ben, did you have anything to chime in here? Uh, well, I was gonna say, if anything, people do the opposite who are up and coming, like not just avoid, uh, you know, things that may be harmful to their career, but latch on to anything they see as a potential trend or something like that, and just you know, go with the crowd. Like it's like they're not trying to stand out; they're just trying to be like one one of you. You know, they're trying to follow the trend, post the memes, make the jokes, but at the same time, anyone from up above tells them to do something, they jump. You know, and and like it's what was uh, Larry Johnson was saying, like the the people in the entertainment industry, like that. You know, to get to a certain point, you kind of have to follow those people who may you know have blackmail on others and do all those corrupt and and dirty nasty things like you have to kind of be on board with that and not speak out about it right Right. if you're an up-and-coming actor you're not going to support trump on twitter you'll never get a job right so you have to bash him and you'll get retweets likes and you'll get any job you want right it's it's the same thing in silicon valley and that's why i tell people i think zuckerberg's an intelligence operative because if you look at, uh, there was a CIA program called, uh, I think it was called LifeLog. I, that was the CIA program. And it was designed exactly like Facebook, where you, it's exactly what it was, LifeLog, where you logged certain yeah. things that were going on in your life. So mm-hmm. once Facebook got developed and put into the public sphere, it was implemented the exact same day the program for LifeLog uh, was was uh, finis, taken off, was yeah. taken off. If you look at the date, of when LifeLog ended and when Facebook was incepted. I don't even know if that's a word. Incepted? That, it is now. Yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Uh, the day that, that Facebook was incepted, it was on the same exact day. So they were like, all right, we don't need this LifeLog. Let's just use Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> Facebook as a... And that's why they put... I'm telling you, they put these CIA operatives inside of your Harvards, your MITs, your Yales, and they pick and choose the ones not only that are intelligent enough and have the, have the plans to implement but also the ones that will tote the line like we're talking about. You know, the- you know Anderson Cooper was CIA, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if you knew the depths of how many of the mainstream featured celebrities and, you know, talk show hosts and all that who had either CIA or FBI ties and stuff like you'd be floored. You know, you'd be floored if you went through the list. I mean, that, of- that's, how many- that's Operation Mockingbird. You know, that's a yeah, literal... Right. CIA operation where you end you know like I said there's no nothing is permanent I'm sorry nothing is temporary wait nothing as permanent as a temporary government program so that means if, if they s- said operation mockingbird stopped in the 70s it's still going on today mockingbird what? was a deliberate implementation of CIA operatives inside of media outlets for the purpose of you know um, propagating wars propagating whatever their narrative is okay so the, the operatives give the talking points to the news outlets and the news outlets regurgitate the intelligence operative talking points. And that's what Mockingbird exactly. was. And it's, it, it talks about Larry Johnson talked a lot about the destruction of religion and how sexualization of children and stuff like that. And it's funny because uh, what the fuck was her name? She was from the communist party back in the day. Um, Dodd Dodd or something like that. Uh, Bell Dodd or Bella Dodd or something like that. Um, she was saying how in the 30s, and she was you know part of the Communist Party back then. In the 30s, uh, here it is. I found the quote. Okay, and yeah, Bella Dodd. 
In the 1930s, we put 1,100 men into the priesthood in order to destroy the church from within. Right now, they are in the highest places in the church. Bella Dodd, former right. Communist Party member. Right. So, like, even the church, when you're looking at this, like, why is all this pedophilia going on? Why are people, why is everything changing? Why is the church collapsing? It's because there's literally people who, since they were young, were bred to go and take high places into the church to destroy it from within. The media, the Anderson Coopers and all these people, they were bred to go in there and get into the media and start controlling people's minds from within. Anyone who thinks this is crazy cuckoo bird talk, turn the fucking podcast off because you're not one of our listeners. You shouldn't be listening. Or just go to YouTube and look up all the CIA fake news blunders where they're like caught behind green screens and shit. I mean, this has been going on for 30 years. Oh, CNN gets caught all the time. They get caught all the time. Those videos are awesome. Dude, those are the best. All those the are the best. But that's why it's so crazy. Like on the radio today, I heard someone on there—I forget who it was—say nothing annoys me more than conspiracy theories. But I mean, this is—they're just brainwashed. So basically, when you say that, you're saying you trust everything the media and the politicians tell you, who are the two most corrupt organizations in the world. Yeah, but not just corrupt. They spread the most conspiracy theories out of anyone. Right. Where's the, the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq? Right. How many lives were lost in that war because of that? Right, yeah, and but the media is perpetual theory, with it. Right? No, yeah, neither was the Gulf of Tonkin, and, you know, neither was the babies out of the incubators, you know, to get us to go into the Gulf War, you know, all these things. The entire Russian collusion thing was, uh, every news report about it is a conspiracy theory. Right, right. Like, you're just theorizing about what a conspiracy the actually is. The whistleblower thing, right, like, even that, like, this is all conspiracy theory. Rachel Maddow oh. is a conspiracy theorist. Yes. Okay. Everyone should be a conspiracy theorist. I mean, what it means is it means you're just questioning the narrative to mm, pander no. to Kurt. You know, it, it's it's basically what it means. Like, if you're if you hear something, you don't necessarily believe it. Like, the funny thing is the uh, the new NPR Marist poll. And you know, I'm not a poll guy, but it's funny when polls backfire on people. Uh, the NPR Marist poll. How much do you trust the media? Overall, people, and it's uh, out of an, I guess 98 percent overall. 29% trust the media, 69% don't. Of voters, 32% do, 66% don't. Of GOP that were polled, 8% do, 90% don't. Indies, which is independents, 26% do, 71% don't. Trump supporters, 4% do, 95% don't. Yeah, yeah. And ready for this? Democrats, 60% do, right. 38% don't. Right. So explain to me where the one outlier in this whole thing overall all voters gop independents trump supporters and then democrats 60 percent. yep we trust the media that's it's why every time one every single time i talk to a democrat i know exactly what their sources are every and what they're gonna say and what they're gonna say what they're gonna say that's why the yeah. npc meme i don't know if you guys know what the npc meme is the greatest meme i've ever seen in my entire life what it, mm-hmm. what an npc is like in a video game is called a non-playable character like have you ever played like uh gta and you go up to like like a computerized npc on the street and they just have like three or four phrases like if you hit them they're like ow don't hurt me you know and they'll just say it over and over again that's what the democrat party is they have like eight talking points and they they just regurgitate those like same eight you're a racist get away misogynist (laughs) and they just repeat it like a non-playable character in a video game they're not even like human-like because they're incapable of having an independent thought and it's very scary, which is why, like, when you really corner them and question them. Oh, they freak out. They freak out. out. It's they, like, they, they sh- cannot I got in a fight with the girl I'm seeing. Yeah. Like, literally got in a war over not- oh, I just, I just brought up, like, hey, like, you realize that their 9-11 was, you know, an inside job. And I tried to gently do it, too, right? 
Like you realize it's possible. Oh my God, no, no. And then it's like, I'm like, can we just sit down and have like a rational talk about it? Like, let, let's just talk about something. Let me give you a couple pieces of information that you may not know. Did you know an insurance policy was taken out before that? Did you know that there's no footage of this? Did you know that this is not, did, well, it's all ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. You're just conspiracy theorist. I'm not even listening anymore. Shut down. You know, computer control, alt, delete, end task. Yeah, why is you that know? though? That's I don't get thing. it. And that's why I say like, I'd rather talk to someone like, I've had great conversations. And that's why, Bob, when you say Democrats, I don't uh, – shockingly, I'm not as I should say against the left. Democrats I should say the as left. I am liberals. Yeah. I think there's a difference between a liberal and a Democrat. You, yeah, you're exactly Democrat, right. You're exactly right. Right. So when you say Democrats, I don't agree with that. No, I don't liberals, even agree yes. with that. So right. let's yeah. strike that. And I try to say the left rather than Democrat as much as right. possible. Exactly, because yeah. I think the extreme right's nuts, I, too. I agree with you 110% on that. Right. The alt-right and the Obviously liberals the are nuts. Right. Yeah, I know. Yes, I'm but, Ronan, baby. But <laughs> yeah, so the, but like I've had great conversations with educated Democrats yeah. who we've gone back and forth and they've even thrown some shit where I'm like, wow, you know what? I need to look into that more. You know, like if you're just going to say Trump's racist, you know, Republicans fucking are racist. Like, all right, well, let's talk about Planned Parenthood. Here's my three points about this. Did you know this? Did you know they're selling baby parts? Did you know that? Yeah, but also, did you know this? And did you know this? I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And let me let me research it. And let's pick this up tomorrow because I'm not just – and we've done that with friends of mine where we'll pick it up every couple of days and we'll go and do some research, reconvene, do some research, reconvene. That's being a conspiracy theorist. That's being someone who questions reality and does research. The extreme left does no research and the extreme right doesn't either. Right. Just no research. I have my view. This is my view. Anyone who doesn't have my view is wrong. And this is all by design. This is no accident. But getting, you know, getting back to the ideological subversion side of it. The whole point is to completely change their perception of reality to such an extent to where, like, even if they're given an abundance of information, they can't even come to logical conclusions about no, it. They can't, too far they can't put two plus two is four. If you send them to Soviet Russia or somewhere and show them concentration camps and, and all the, you know, send them back in time to Mao China and everything like that to see what happens when full-fledged communism goes into effect, they still won't believe it until, like you said, with boiling the frog, they've already been boiled. And then at that time, guess who the first people are that get that get waxed off the off the face of the earth? Are these same leftists that were fighting for it because they have such a psychological? They're like, what? What's going on? They've no, they're not prepared for what true communism is, and they're the they first. They have a name for them too. They call them useful what idiots. Is your boy, call them. They call yeah, them useful, useful idiots. idiots. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're useful idiots. Anyone that believes this stuff is a useful idiot. I'm not calling you a direct idiot. That's what they're calling you. They're calling you a right. useful idiot. You're a pawn. You're a tool. You know, and, and anytime you regurgitate these facts, you are it's basically like, you know, that doll with the little string in the back, you know, and it just repeats a couple phrases or like an NPC. That's what these people are. And I that's why I don't blame them too much, because it's such a I feel sorry for them. It's a Stockholm syndrome. It's a, you know, showing it's it's protecting your captors. You know, it's a you know, it's a yeah, that's one of the first conversations me and Tommy ever had was about Stockholm syndrome and how the American people are just, you know, in love with the people who enslave them figuratively, metaphorically, or literally like you allow yourself like kind of like what he was saying about New York earlier. It's like, even though, you know, all this stuff is happening to you and around you, you allow yourself to get sucked in with the, the daily mundane and, you know, 
entertainment and all that and you just kind of let the world pass you by even the people who are the most in tune to it like it's hard to stop an entire system coming down on your head but as just one person and you know it it becomes pretty hard to think about how much control and power they actually have over you while the people still say you know give us more government give us more taxes like it's just crazy my favorite thing is when, because I get asked this question a lot, and I'm sure you guys do too, when you get you know adamant or passionate about any type of debate, whether it's how the world began or whether 9-11 was fake or whether Michelle Obama is a dick or anything in between, where it becomes like, why do you care so much about this shit? Why do you spend so much time focusing on it? And it's like, you realize the most brilliant people that you read about all fucking day in your history books. Name someone from 100 years ago that you're reading about today or 50 years ago. Michelangelo, uh, fucking Socrates, Einstein, uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Like, name anybody who's in your fucking history books. And these are the exact people who questioned everything, who spent all day and all night thinking, how do I make this better? Where did I come from? How could I evolve this form of technology? How could I communicate at a faster rate? How can the Wright brothers get a plane off the ground? Do you think it was just by being dumb and going, well, this is what someone told me? No, they were all mavericks. They were all cavaliers. They all bucked the system. They all were the ones who everyone was ready to burn at a fucking stake because they were insane. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, those are the people we're talking about 100 years later. You're not hearing anything about the dude on his chair who went, oh, this is just how it is and this is how it's going to be and everyone else is crazy. So... You know, you need to fucking look a little deeper and understand that. That's why the, the term people who question the most. Yeah, the term cuckolding really applies when you call somebody a cuckold. Like it has really deep meaning. It means you're not, you're not, you know, like it started as a porn term. A cuckold is somebody that watches like his wife or his partner have sex with another man and like, oh, okay, right. that's the other things okay. So like your woman is like your freedoms, and and the guy fucking your woman is the government. And you're just that passive person that says, oh, let's not talk about, oh, why are you bringing all this stuff up? I don't care. No, dude. Like, grab your woman, dude. Grab your freedoms and fucking take it back and tell that dude to go fuck himself and punch him in the right. fucking face. And there is no right or wrong. Just just question. Right. Just, just doubt. But uh, to get back to the Vegas shooting, because uh, we kind of dovetailed completely off that for a half hour. Just for a little. Um, yeah. There are five major kind of conspiracy theories involving the Vegas shooting. And I am – I mean, I'm not as – I'm. I, listen, it was complete bullshit. What's your so percentage? When you talk about not, – I'll get to it right now. So let me set you guys up for the percentage. When you talk about 9-11, I've been able to do 17, 18 years of research on 9-11, right? And a lot has come out over the last 18 years. The Vegas shooting was kind of here, and then everything was scrubbed, right? So it's like it's hard to even re- – like if you start researching the Vegas shooting today, you're fucked. Because all the shit that we were digging into two years ago last week are, is gone. Like, you can't even do real research because they pulled all the videos and camera angles and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So if when you look at this, if you ask my percentage of I, – I pretty much know exactly what went on in 9-11 and why it went on. And we did a whole podcast on it, if you missed it, a couple episodes ago. If you ask me about the Vegas shooting, I know something was up. I know it was shady. I know there's more to the story. I know that everything we were told is completely fucking wrong. I don't 100% will say that I know the motivation. I don't know if Paddock was a pawn. I don't know if it was a gun deal gone wrong. I don't know if it was a PSYOPs mission. I don't know if it was a terror attack. Um, I don't know if there was five shooters or three shooters. I know there was more than one. 
Um, I don't know if it was a failed sting operation. I know there's a few different possibilities that make way more sense than some dude just was able to carry $100,000 worth of firearms over the course of three days, set up shop in the most heavily monitored building in probably all of America, and tee off on a whole crowd without anyone getting in there until he shot off like 20 minutes worth of rounds. But where are you at, Kurt, as far as your percentage of what we heard about the Vegas shooting is real? I was at 56% for 9-11. For Vegas shooting, something else is going on. I'm at 85%. Oh, wow. Here's wow, my question. Is your percentage of the Vegas shooting influenced by your new knowledge of other false flag events? Like your probability increasing? No. 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 Okay. So, wow. 85. That's like yeah. a million for Kurt. Okay. So, yeah, you're, that's you're that's jet set on this. Okay. Ben? Uh, I would say it's probably around 80. Um, but you would have to be specific about like what I'm not believing. So, it, you know, it's not just do I think something weird was going on because like I, th- I think something weird is going on at all of these shootings that are more than just like you know a work or relationship a kid, a kid dispute. at the school right you know they, they they just all seem to have something funny whether it's multiple shooters or you know shooters that people saw that didn't fit the description of the actual shooter just a lot of different random things mm-hmm. and, and so with with the vegas shooting there was there was so many things that you could dispute i don't think you can dispute you know how many people died or anything like that but when the fbi comes and says they don't have a motive on this guy i think that's complete bullshit and they knew what the motive was within the well, day that's why i'm at 85 percent because there's no official narrative on this right yeah right. it just makes me gone there has to be something then because if they're gone yeah there'd be something at this point yeah like think about later. how often they you know the media will bring up like parkland shooting or another you know school shooting where like a few people died, but the Vegas one, they just never bring it up. It's never a talking point of conversation. It's it's always one of the school shootings that were much less deadly. I mean, and, and the fact that they just, you know, they were like, all right, here's $800 million to all the victims. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty rare for that to happen. They just paid $800 million out to all the victims. It kind of was in the news for a day, and then it disappeared. Right. Where did the money oh, come from? Where did, it, you know, where did it go? Like, Why are we not talking about this more? Like, it's just in and out. $800 million, Everyone shut the fuck up. Let's keep it moving. You got to think that casino owners are involved in that because you know, Im- imagine being one of the owners of these casinos where you could lose everything from the lawsuits. You know, right. They were probably just like, like, like Larry Silverstein – Owning the um, well, we have that here, the yeah. nine eleven buildings. We do have that. So, Kurt, I'll, I'll, actually, Bob, what was your what's your percentage? Uh, hundred one or a hundred? Well, like I said, I had a friend that was there that busted the narrative up. So, a hundred percent, right? <laughs> Solid. 100. He, he was there. Yeah, I got, I got a guy whose first hand account that gave me an hour's worth of shit um, that busted holes in that narrative. So, I don't yeah. like that. Bob, I don't like that. Ben is lower than me so i'm gonna lower mine to 79 <laughs> percent. ben is going for the regular man vote he's yeah, coming he after you right now influence on he's, the audience he's going for the man of the people those skeptics he's going for them so he's Just an independent body right going after the body see, the problem is oh, yeah. now they're now on i'm third in these see now, now the problem is they're running against each other and i'm out here by myself so y'all Bob, are me like, and you don't care about polls no. That's why. That's why we're gonna win. That's why Trump. We don't won. care about you polls. Two love polls. We I don't care about polls. We just. We just want to be points. uncensored, Bob. That's it. Yeah. What'd you? What'd you say, Ben? 
I said, I was surprised Bob kept it even at 100 points. I thought it was going to go higher. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bob's floor is 100 on any yeah. comparison. <laughs> so, but, but I'm with Bob. I'm actually 100% something's fishy. Uh, I, there's not even a question. Like, like you said, Bob, I've spoken Wait, to I three people. you said you were different than 9-11. What? No. See, see here's, so here, I'm going to separate it. So I'm 100% something's being hidden. Something's oh. off. Some, there's yeah. lies. Like, yeah. there's I've talked to three people who were there and, uh, and probably 10 other people who knew people who were there. And every one of them's got the same story. Bullets were coming from everywhere. It was not one shooter. It was all over the place. So, and then I'll talk about the money thing in a second. Am I? I'm like eighty percent that I think I know what went down. Like I think it was a guns, an arms deal gone bad, you know, or something now, along those lines. What do you mean by that? Like there. So the Mandalay Bay, the top three or four floors of the Mandalay. So here's the thing. Larry Johnson said something on the last pod that Bob didn't listen to, which was very prophetic because I said conspiracy theorists. He said. I don't I don't wouldn't call myself I wouldn't call it conspiracies. He's like I go by coincidences. If there's too many coincidences that add up, then something's off, right? And that's how we what we all talk about too, right? If there's one thing that seems fishy, fine, but if there's 12, like th- something's being hidden. Like you, you got to be a fucking idiot to not realize it. Well, so there's just too many things that are off on this, Bob. Are you well, to, jump pi- in? to piggyback on coincidences because, you know, and I'm sure Ben can help me out on this too, is when you hear these events happen, you already know everything. If you dig, like for example, there's going to be immediate media presence. I guarantee you, there's going to be some type of Masonic dude in front of a camera being interviewed with his Freemason fucking hat on. There's going to be well, crisis that, right? actors. There's yeah. going to be crisis yeah. actors. There's going to be paid people to stand in front of a microphone that they actually recycle from other events that, you, like, literally, you can... The story's going to change. Some of them have IMDB pages and stuff like that, you know. There's like, going to be, like, a drill nearby. Yeah, right. a military Mr. drill nearby. There's always a lone gunman at the end that more than often than not gets taken out, right, and silenced immediately. And, uh, you know... And there's going to be much less footage than there should be, whether it's Epstein or Vegas or 9-11 or whatever it is. There's always way less footage than you would assume... For a highly surveillanced place like a prison cell, like the World Trade Center, like a Mandalay Bay casino in Vegas, right? Uh, like, also, Vegas is a big Masonic town. They got that big pyramid there, and, and it was right mm-hmm. in the background of everything. And, and, and these elites and these high-end people, they love their symbology. They love their symbolism. Yep. So yep. the location is suspect to me as well. You know, so Wasn't the lead singer, didn't he have like uh, Illuminati tattoos or something weird? I wouldn't doubt well, the, it. I wouldn't doubt there's it. There's a couple other weird things. So I well, think it was one. It was a push on gun control, right? So this is where I'm not going to say I'm 100% anyway, but this is a lot of people are saying this was basically a staged thing to start really the attack on guns, right? And to start, you know, the gun control push, arms deal gone wrong, whatever it is. There's a bunch of people who talked about a woman right when it happened. Okay. Now, again, Bob talks about how the first news is the right news. Right. It gets changed over time. The day that this happened, I saw multiple reports that there was a woman pushing her way through the crowd who were telling people, you're all going to die tonight. Mm -hmm. You're all going to die tonight. And then it disappeared. No one talked about it after that first day. Right. So that was fucking a little bit odd. Mm -hmm. But the thing for me is it always comes down to money. Right. Like follow the money. Someone always benefits from this, whether it's the people who are trying to get the guns out of the country, whether it's a Saudi oil thing. There's always money involved, right? Here's the big thing, and I guarantee you when we're done, Kurt, what percentage were you? Uh, 85, but I went down to 79. I'm going to bring you back up to 85 after this, okay? Can you bring me Who's back up to 78? Who's the one guy? 
And this is this is something <laughs> I'll ask Ben first. See if see if you <laughs> see if I could jump you guys up right here. So when anyone talks to you about the Vegas shooting and tries to tell you, oh no, you're just being a conspiracy theorist, this and that. Here's the thing that sold me. We know I'm a stock trader. We know I'm a Wall Street guy. Who's the one person? No, actually, there's a few. But who's the one main guy, the big mothership guy, who's tied to every single thing like this? Epstein. No, we're not Epstein. <laughs> who's the guy? Who's Soros. the devil? George, George Soros. Soros. George Soros, right? Tied to everything. So the first thing I did, because it wasn't on the media, I went and started digging on my back channels for Soros. The funniest thing here. So, Well, I mean, I'm a stock trader, so I'm looking at SEC filings and shit like that. People don't know how to do that shit. Um, MGM CEO yeah. sold a shit ton, yeah. 80% of MGM stock two months before the shooting. Yeah. Okay? Now, for the people who don't understand the stock market... MGM stock was at a 52-week high at that point, right? CEOs are trained not to sell 80% of their shares ever because it causes a panic to investors. Think about you guys as more layman investors, right? If you owned Amazon and you found out the CEO of Amazon just dumped 80% of Amazon, what is your initial reaction going to be? Shit, I should fucking sell some of my Amazon too, right? Right? So you normally, I mean, there are share buybacks. There are situations where CEOs do take profits and do sell share. Not 80%. That's insanity. That's like some fucking 2008 Goldman Sachs shit, Enron shit that was going on. Right. Well, when we group. talked about 9-11, the same type of trading was going on. Exactly. Same exact so thing. Here's your coincidence. You know? So you saw the coincidence there, right? You saw insurance policies being taken out of the building before. Yeah, but someone could say, that, hey, that's a coincidence, right? Okay. George Soros. The fucking leader, the biggest hate mongrel, anti-gun, left-wing leader, devil, Satanist in the world. I looked into his holdings. George Soros shorted $42 million of MGM stock in August. Okay? Now, here, and keep in mind, the shooting was in October. Here's the most interesting thing. If you look into George Soros' holdings in his portfolio in May, May, just a couple, few months before the shooting, five months before the shooting, he owned his total, because I know personally from following Soros from a financial standpoint, he doesn't really fuck with casino stocks. He, he never has, never does, never will. He owned, keep in mind, you're talking about a billion, 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 billionaire, okay? He owned his whole holdings. He's got hundreds, maybe even thousands at points of stocks in his portfolio. His total casino holdings in May were 5,000 shares of Las Vegas Sands, 3,500 shares of Win. Which, for us, is not even crazy. If I own 5,000 shares of Las Vegas Sands, that's not crazy, let alone George fucking Soros. And zero position on MGM. That was his total casino holdings, 8,500 shares. On August 14th, the filing, because he files every three months, the quarterly filing. On August 14th, he sold 1,400 of his 3,600 shares of Las Vegas Sands. When he sold all his shares of Win, 3,500 shares. And he bought put options, which I don't know if you guys know what that means. It's shorting, right? It's an options way of shorting a stock. Ready? 3,600 shares, 5,000 shares, sold 1,400. Bought 1,350,000 shares short betting against MGM in August. There you go. That's a How do you go gun. from a dude who had 8,000 combined casino shares to now shorting 1,350,000 shares of stock? Just fucking 
two months before it happened, at the same time that the CEO shorted 80% of MGM stock and Podesta was shorting fucking MGM stock. The same reason, right yeah, there? The same reason why certain firms just so happened not to be in the buildings on 9-11. And a lot of people that were supposed to die on 9-11 didn't. Missed flights, right. missed office visits, and everything like that. Uh, right got, there. Does investigate when people do a large amount of put options? Of course they do, but not, so- not dude, those types Soros is untouchable. Yeah. He's untouchable. It's called elite deviant. He's deviance. absolutely untouchable. You cannot do Goldman Sachs shorted the whole entire U.S. stock market, was basically forming these mortgage-backed securities. They made a fucking movie about it. What was the fucking movie big that, that they made? A, Good movie. The Big Short. Great One, movie. It's a reality. It's a, I used to preach about this in my presentations three years before the movie came out. But they did all this. You know how much they got fined? Like half a billion dollars. $500 million they got fined. And people go, wow. Goldman Sachs makes $100 million a day day trading alone. Day trading. That's not their investments. That's just day traders in the back room. So they got fined five days of trading for crashing the whole United States economy. Mm. So, I mean, when you're looking at Goldman, Soros, these guys are untouchable. Even if they see it, they turn to it. How many of you guys heard about all this before I told it to you right now? I knew about the MGM. I didn't know about Soros. I didn't know about the shorting. And this is all public information. That's the beauty of it. You can go to their SEC filings. You can look in their portfolios. This stuff can't be hidden. So right now, Kurt, what are your uh, what are your percentage so, now? No, I'm still at that. This was an inside job, and something was going on because I had three things. I mean, that I'd have to see that, and then it would probably boost it way. If up. I if I'm telling the truth, I can post. I mean, listen, I'll show you how to walk through. You just go to the SEC filing. Yeah, then I'd probably be at 99. Okay, but Fair. MGM. The, uh, the other thing about the MGM owner is he also owns. Uh, body scan equipment like he owns a portion of the company that makes body scan mm-hmm. equipment which is also shady because then they installed those everywhere in the casinos mm. i mean you, you also have to look at paddock right paddock worked for nasa he worked for multiple military right. contractors right. i mean this isn't just a regular fucking dude he could have been a right? black ops guy i don't know you know a lot of these people are black ops officers too so of course you know how do you just get a hundred thousand dollars and what was the other thing um he did a he sent $100,000 to the Philippines like a week before the shooting. For his girlfriend. Well, right, that was yeah. the other thing. So there was three things that stood out to me. That Yours was the MGM. That was mine. And then his girlfriend, when she applied for a loan in, I think it was Australia, for employment, she put FBI. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which hmm. is really weird, right? That was on. And what about the, uh, what about the security guard on Ellen? That one I don't have. I don't have anything on the security well, guard. Well, the security guard was like a, one of the main quote-unquote whistleblowers that was supposed to, you know, like one of the main witnesses. And he was mm-hmm. lined, scheduled to have all these interviews and all these shows. And then just, boom, he just disappeared for a week, got canceled all the interviews, and then he showed up on the Ellen show. And Ellen got the lone interview from the security guard. And there's also mystery behind whether or not the identity of the security guard matched the actual dude like whether or not there was some type of swap like like he, they don't look the same and, well he went to mexico right for seven days sure i i mean was it mexico or so it was gone like he, he left the country what, and came back he, i don't remember he, he quote unquote went to mexico i mean who knows where he went right, he could have exactly. gone to fucking antarctica and they could have swapped him out for a could've fucking swapped him out. or some shit yeah but go over his role in this whole thing and then he did a power pu- a powder puff interview with ellen but that's the whole thing where he got it, laid up softball he got laid up softball questions on the ellen show 
I mean, and that's... That, Who's best friends with George Bush right now, we recently dude, found out. And, and yeah. I remember watching that live, and I saw that clip, and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I was me. so mad watching it. I was like, really? These are the questions? It's like the female reporter that asked the guy after he wins the Super Bowl. So how do you feel? Are you happy? Right. Really? What are you right. going to do after? Was it fun? Like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker. We know the answer to these. Get to the real shit. You know, and I have a friend that told me that Ellen was CIA a year ago, and I laughed at him. And, and when I saw that image, I said, holy shit. He, there's actually some uh, validity to that statement because you have Ellen who's tied to MGM. She's got slot machines uh, in, in Mandalay yep. Bay. Um, yep. She got the loan interview. Uh, her set, if you look at it, the architecture of the backdrop of her set looks just like the Temple of Epstein Island. Okay, it's exactly. It looked, the I mean, the blue and white stripes. Okay, even the in, even the indent on it is the same. Right, so she's part of this program and shit, man. Like, and she was just sitting with George Bush in why, a fucking box why, a week ago. Why the fuck is Ellen DeGeneres interviewing the security guard of Mandalay Bay? Why does she get right. the fucking interview? That should be like Tucker Carlson or fucking Anderson Cooper or someone. You know, even fucking dumbass fucking uh, the MSNBC. Anybody, like, it should be someone of relevance interviewing. Uh, the murder of 58 people and one of the biggest mass shootings in the history of the world. Yeah. It so. shouldn't be Ellen DeGeneres doing a power. That's why I didn't buy that bullshit when she right. came out and it's made a statement that she's trying to bring the world together. Like, fuck you. You are. Oh, you, man, the the people are here. buying that. Yeah, she won't. Dude, she even said openly she wouldn't have Donald Trump on her show. And the reason why she won't have Trump on the show is because he's likable. And that's the problem. You can't give him a platform because he's a likable how, fucking dude. How are you a fucking leader of the LGBTQ movement? Right. Ellen DeGeneres, one of the first outwardly gay, famous, powerful people in America. Right. She may be first. Right. Like when you think like pioneer, she's not outwardly gay. She probably has the most notoriety. Um, I was talking. Martina Navratilova Uh, was a big one. Right. But it's probably Ellen. Right. Like she's on the Mount Rushmore of the LGBT pioneer movement. Right. Mm -hmm. So. George Bush was anti-gay marriage. Like, like what kind of what kind of so was Obama? I know that. What kind of optics is that to be sitting with George Bush at a time like something's up here, right? Like something's going on even deeper than what we're talking about. Do you really think Ellen DeGeneres is just sitting there enjoying a game with the former president of the fucking United States? No, no, no. Something's gonna that's gonna lead to something. That was basically the turning the water up on the frog a little bit. So that people are just starting to get desensitized to what was that? Like maybe they're trying to bring Bush into some sort of role or something. We're for all going to unite against they... Donald Trump, the old right. guard, yeah. right and left. Right, it's got to be something going on there. Ben, any uh, thoughts on this Vegas thing before we pull up? I think it's just interesting how, like with that whole Ellen interview, that you go to an entertainment show, like you don't even right. go to like the news. It, it's just it's such a weird dynamic to me when I see stuff like that happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you when you deal with false flags, a lot of it is the the media cover. Like you, you hold you on, who's scrubbing the their face doing? in the background? <laughs> it has to be Bob, no, it's right? Not me. I'm sitting. Bob, what are you doing I'm right now? I'm sitting completely are, still right. Kurt, what were you doing just <laughs> no, now? No, that wasn't me. I heard it. Well, it wasn't Ben because he's not, Ben. Are you washing your face while talking? <laughs> no, no, I'm. I'm actually talking and we don't have the cameras on anymore so yeah i need to to get cameras on you guys to say okay continue i heard someone like (laughs) like scrubbing their pores no the the media they they always do the job of uh like fulfilling the cover-up like no no matter what it is like you're never really going to hear the real story because whoever is out there that needs to spin it is going to have a way to do it through the media they're going to be able to tell what story they want and 
and the media is going to eat it up and they're going to just put out whatever they want and it it happens all the time and you even see it uh like in in government like the media will give like fbi agents um like tickets to movies or ball games Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like they bribe them and nothing happens like this stuff's already been found out over the last couple of years, and it's still ongoing, and nothing happens about it. So yeah, yeah it's the uh, whole the, selling the your soul to the devil for fame, you know. And, and Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Oh, you would you would have loved the Larry Johnson podcast because it was an hour on that that you didn't fucking listen to. <laughs> hey. it, it was Larry Johnson podcast not the most Bob podcast we've ever done in seventy five oh, episodes. Bob should have been on the pod. Literally built for him. Yeah. It was literally built for him. Bob, we're going to quiz you on this in two days. But by the way, so sometimes it's just the keep it simple, stupid, the kiss method. You know, keep it simple, stupid. If you really believe a 64-year-old man managed to carry up 400 pounds of ammunition and explosives up 30 floors and set up the concealed sniper nest and disarmed fire alarms and security systems while removing an 800-pound hurricane-proof glass window to shoot up on his if if you really think that that's just how the story went then good for you and if everything else slots for eight hours a day of it listen you know good for you if you if you believe that i don't hate you i want to be you because sometimes i wish i could just be that oblivious and ignorant to just go yeah well it's all a coincidence yeah i mean but 4chan had something too the month before someone on anonymously on 4chan posted police something. officer right i don't know it was anonymous i don't know if they figured out who it was no they saying, were they're, go they're on saying stay away from vegas and large groups of people and then yeah and then one month later well one of the first responders was on there talking about how it was a hundred percent a sting operation he said this was definitely a sting operation that went wrong well you but, want to uh, talk about symbolism i mean there's one glaring thing look where this happened so it was Route 91, the Harvest Festival, right? So you got Route 91, and what was the date it happened on? October 1st. So you have 91-101. So you got 9-11-2001. There you go. Oh, Yikes. I didn't even know that. That's my third hey. thing. They love their numbers. Oh. Wow. They love nice. their numbers. He's already up to 99%. 9-11-2001. Kurt, you're already up to 99%. You know, Donald, yeah, you Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump took office on his seven. His, 70, 70 years old, seven months and seven days. So seven, seven, seven. Do you know Jeffrey Epstein died? This is a Larry Johnson thing he tweeted. Jeffrey Epstein died sixty six years and six months old. Yeah. months old. Oh. Wow. wow, really? Oh. Yeah. And probably again, at some, six o'clock. Some people. What'd you say, Ralph? Uh, what'd you say, Ben? Probably at six o'clock. Right. Exactly. It's at six sixty six p.m. But uh, so anyway, what do you want to dovetail into now? We got a lot of topics that we well, can cover. Talk here. about your boy. What? Uh, your uh, what's his name? Sal. The guy you teased yesterday. You talking about me? Oh, Alinsky. Oh, Bob's yeah. boy. All right, Bob. Oh, Bob's talk about. Well, talk I was, about you know, boy. we were talking about all the stuff that's happening uh, in 2019 with cancel culture and you know all the stuff going on in the NBA and all the political correctness and all the bullshit that's happening. And I was just kind of sitting back thinking, why have we not brought up Saul Alinsky's name? Yet, mm-hmm. because Saul Alinsky is one of the, like, okay, Saul, you have your Karl Marx idea, your Marxist communism, which is like the philosophical idea, and Saul Alinsky kind of piggies back off that Marxist-Lenin strategy. But the thing about Saul Alinsky is he wrote a book that talked about the tactics to implement these ideas, very aggressive tactics, the tactics that you're seeing 
put in use today. And the reason why it's so relevant is because Hillary Clinton loves Saul Alinsky. Hillary Clinton wrote her senior thesis about Saul Alinsky, met with Saul Alinsky while she was writing it, interviewed him. Alinsky wanted, got offered a fucking job out of college with Alinsky. And the only reason she didn't take it was because she went to law school. Correct. And so you see the fact that this this girl, this woman was almost the president of the United States, you know, and on top of this whole thing, you know, I, in the foreword of the book, uh, Rules for Radicals, he gives an, an, uh, he attributes some of his success to, he does basically does a dedication to Lucifer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we talk about all this Satanism, Luciferian stuff, and, and, and people think we're crazy for saying that we think Hillary Clinton's a Satanist, but part of the Alinsky strategy is to take God away. Um, and that's the Luciferian. He even said to himself, if he had a choice between going to heaven or hell, he would choose hell because that's where yep. he has what his, quote, have-nots are, you know. And he said, but that's where my, where, my people are. this is what confuses me about him, where he says he wants to go to hell and unite them and organize them. Yeah. But at the same time, when he does interviews, he talks about we shouldn't have went to Pearl Harbor. We should blow up southern Alabama. So he wants to organize them, but at the same same time, he's saying we should kill them. Well, because the southern Alabama and, and stuff, he thinks that they're a part of like, you know, they're they're the ones standing against the communist utopia. You know, the people mm-hmm. that, that want ultimate freedoms, they want limited government. And they're also the people, remember, I live in the Bible Belt. So part of it is demoralization. Okay. And so a lot of people in the South have high moral standards as far as, I mean, they, there's a really, really strict and rigid moral code here in the South. So part of the demoralization process is taking God out of everything, which is why I say the Bible Belt's very important in this whole, you know, a lot of people. And what do you see in movies and in television? The the religious person's always the crazy person's, always the nut. They're never portrayed in an accurate manner. And I know everybody thinks like people like Mel Gibson are crazy, but if you dig into Mel Gibson, he got thrown out of Hollywood because he was a Christian. And he had to start funding. Look at Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, yeah. But with Mel Gibson, like he had to fund his own movie and, and, and made the Passion of the Christ because Hollywood wouldn't wouldn't fund something like that. And and the and Passion of the Christ became one of the biggest movies in the country. So the demoralization phase of this whole thing with Saul Alinsky is is exactly as described, where you take God out of everything and you become nihilistic. What nihilistic means is a belief in nothing, right? When you don't when you don't have any set of moral code and you're nihilistic. You're more impressionable, and you're more susceptible to brainwashing, subversion, um, and manipulation. And they call it progressivism. They call it liberalism. They call it political correctness. And like the great George Carlin said, he said, political correctness is just fascism masked in kindness, right? So, you know, that's all it is. They sell you this, oh, free shit, oh, uh, society, equality, all this bullshit. But realistically, like... Everybody's gonna be in the same fucking boat, except for the people that are in charge of us. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like how liberalism is just socialism with a better name. That's exactly what yeah. it is, right? It's like it's all the same shit, like communism. Like half the left doesn't even realize they're communists and socialists, right? Right, and and Marxists, like they have no idea because they've been so. Or they'll change the name to Democrat Socialist, like it makes it better, right? Right, exactly. See, yeah, and that's yeah. what they do. They they weave it back in, right? They pulled socialist out, made it liberal. You know, liberalism, liberal. And now it's like, I'm a democratic socialist. I'm a this social. They're starting to slowly work socialist back in, in a very, like, nice way to the point where we'll be talking about the socialist party in 10 years. Right. It, it, to, maybe even To piggyback years. off that, when we're talking about Alinsky's rules of radicals, rule 13 is exactly what you're saying. It, it, rule 13 is you pick the target out 
and you personalize it and you polarize it. So what are they doing? That the target is is MAGA, is freedom, is free markets, and they personalize it. How many people do you know take it personally when you tell them that you support the president of the United States? And how polarized, oh, how polarized are they trying to make everything? You know? These these principles are being adopt you know, being adopted and implemented. And that's what kind of freaks me out about it. Because, you know, rule number five of rule for radicals is uh is it's like the most potent weapon is ridicule. So he's even saying, hey, the best way to get your point across is not through honesty, it's through attacking, you know? And that's why when you see, like, Nancy Pelosi and all these people, uh, you know, relentlessly attacking the president, it doesn't matter what the truth is. They just want to win. That's the only thing is the end goal. It doesn't matter if what's going on is correct, if it's ethical, it's ridiculing, it's attack, 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 full steam ahead. And this is why the Saul Alinsky principle is is so important today, because you see politicians like Hillary Clinton and, believe it or not, Barack Obama. Alinsky's son said that a lot. Barack Obama's a community organizer, just like Alinsky. These people. Obama referenced him in his book, right? A couple times. Obama's referenced him. Hillary Clinton's referenced him. I mean, Hillary Clinton more than referenced him. She Uh, it's a 96 page thesis that's on my phone. She did. Yeah, she did a (laughs) 100 page thesis on him. And then wrote a letter to him. Right. Um, you know, here, here, let me read the beginning of the letter. I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing. It's on Yahoo, so it's got a little broken up. But here, keep in mind, you guys have to understand, you got to do research on Saul Alinsky first. Uh, I knew about him. Kurt knew about him. Ben knew about him. But when Bob started talking about it, we all went back. Bob knows everything about him. We all <laughs> went back and kind of re-upped, right? Like, and went and re-read up on all the new, new stuff that, uh, you know, maybe we forgot about over time because I don't have a very good memory. But... I forgot about the letter. I knew she did her thesis on him. I didn't know the letter that she wrote to him. But Saul Alinsky is basically a Luciferian. He brags about it. When you There's interviews with Saul Alinsky from the, what is it, 60s, 70s? Yeah. Whenever it was, early 60s, late 60s, where he's talking about, yes, the way that you shut down a community is to go, go, go after the poor, make them attack the middle class, join the poor together, isolate a target, give them one mission, attack these people, make them hate everyone. And everyone used to highly criticize Saul Alinsky because he was, you know, admittedly a Luciferian. He complimented the devil. And he used to say, if you're going to be truthful, you're going to lose. He used to encourage lying. He used to encourage manipulating. He's like, the truth doesn't matter. Just get your point across, you know, in whatever way you have to. So here was uh, Hillary's letter to Saul Alinsky. Dear Saul, Clinton wrote in a 1971 letter, when is the new book, Rules for Radical, coming out? Or has it come and I somehow missed the fulfillment of revelation? I have just had my 1,000th conversation about Reveal. What is that? Reveal? I guess that's his old book. book. And need some new material to throw at people. If If I never thanked you for the encouraging words of last spring in the midst of the Yale Cambodia madness, I do so now, Clinton wrote. She also asked if they could meet the next time he was in California. I'm living in Berkeley and working in Oakland for the summer and would love to see you, Clinton wrote. Let me know if there's any chance of our getting together, she added. Hopefully, we can have a good argument sometime in the future. Alinsky's longtime secretary, blah, 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 blah. Since I know his feelings about you, I took the liberty of opening your letter because I didn't want something urgent to wait for two weeks, Harper wrote in July, and I'm glad I did. Mr. Alinsky will be in San Francisco staying at the Hilton, blah, blah, blah. Like, waxing poetic, like, blowing this dude. Like, this was her mentor, her idol. Obama talked about him in his book. her father figure. It was her father figure, right? And oh. he offered her a job straight out. She you know? probably fucked him if she wasn't already. Oh, of course she fucked time. him. 
Yeah, of course. And she said uh, he offered me the chance to work with him when I graduated from college, and we were disappointed that I decided to go to law school, she wrote. He said I would be wasting my time, but my decision was an expression of my belief that the system could be changed from within. Think about that. So he's basically – she was going to work for him and mentor under him. This was her idol. She's in a 96-page thesis on this dude. When you go Google him after this podcast and read up on this sick, demented community organizing, attacking the weak, not attacking the weak, rallying the weak. And he used to say, the poor are the easiest people to rally because they don't know anything. You can control their minds easily and have them attack anyone above them through emotion. That this is her fucking mentor, you'll start to understand why we hate Hillary Clinton so much. <laughs> That's rule number two of rules of radicals, which is don't go outside what what your 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 audience or fan base knows. So basically, assume they're dumb. You know, so when you're trying to, uh, you know, push a certain narrative, don't do it the way or you're going to confuse your your support base. You know, don't go outside of their expertise. And H. L. Mencken, yeah. H. L. Mencken quote: Never underestimate the stupidity of the American people. Right. So. Um, with these types of things, you know, they're going after the useful idiots. And Isn't he the one that started that? Who, Alinsky? Yeah. What started the idea of the useful idiot? No, the useful idiots. Yeah. That I do not know. I don't know if, if yeah. he coined I mean, I'm the sure term. That was no used it. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he coined the term. It could have been some philosopher or something. But I never heard it till I heard it. It's him. so funny how they all have the same exact agendas, though, when it comes to fucking take the guns away. Universal health care. It's all the same mantra of how to control the weak and get the weak to rally against the strong. That's basically what it is. Take the poor, take the take the impoverished and have them rally. Make them form you need an agenda, right? That's what he always talks about. You need an agenda. And play off your emotions. Yeah, you need something to rally the troops and get them to fight against the system, but in a bad way. He said divide the community. It's divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. You need to divide everyone first. And then you can attack. Right. Pol- Just like the families. Ruining yeah. the family. Yeah. Break up the families. Get religion out of the equation. You know, health care. Everything that you're not getting that they're getting. Attack their money. Attack their wealth. Attack their privilege. And, and that's basically what the current culture is nowadays. I mean, it's, it's fucking nuts when you go back to reading what Alinsky did. I mean, Bill Cooper, we don't even talk much on this podcast. I think we got to do a whole segment on Bill Cooper at some point. But all the shit that Bill Cooper predicted, you, you and Ben know it ton about this yeah well but you know bill cooper you know we've talked about mount rushmore of of uh i would even just say uh he's the guy i don't i don't like i said i don't want to skeptics let's say skeptic um woke whatever he's number one on the mount rushmore he really is as far as uh being over the target about everything uh years in advance it's not that he predicted it. It's just that he knew it was going to happen based on the information he had already seen firsthand. You know, he was he was naval intelligence and uh, you know was able to predict nine eleven. What we really, I don't even want to go deep into Bill Cooper because we could talk about it's a whole. But the fact of the matter is, he was warning us of these Alinskyan Marxist ideas of like we're saying with boiling the frogs. He was talking about the slow removal of our freedoms and the slow removal of our arms. Okay, And when we talk about coincidences, you look at any communist regime, one of the first things they do is disarm the public. And the United States yep. is the hardest, hardest country to disarm, you know, because one, it's, it's our Second Amendment. Our country was founded upon it. So it's going to take a lot longer than most countries to, to bend over and get fucked in the ass. So that's why 
the boil and the frog deal is, is so applicable to the situation because they're going to start with rifle, and then they're going to go to handgun. But Bill Cooper said that it, you know it's going to start with school shootings because what are they doing with Greta Thunberg? They're putting a child out in front. What did they do uh, with David Hogg? They put David Hogg out in front. And so then the argument turns from whether or not uh, we should take the guns away to, oh, you don't care about the children. Oh, the children. How can you criticize a child? I'm not criticizing the child. I'm criticizing the message. I'm criticizing their parents. I'm criticizing their handlers, the people that are funding these children. You know, that's the thing. So, yeah, it's just it's it's crazy that 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 more people are not in 2019. It's crazy that these uh, tactics still work. It's crazy that I still see people actually thinking that Greta Thunberg, by herself, in a grassroots campaign, somehow catapulted her way to the United fucking Nations <laughs> and gave a speech to the UN? Get the fuck out of here, man. She's being nominated for the Nobel Prize. She's going to win the Nobel Prize. And oh, she, my God, what if she that even happens. Done? What has she done? All she does is just make a speech and just talk about climate change. Like, how many other people are doing that? Like, this is the best you've got, like... You're not bringing out scientists. You're bringing out little girls. Right. Dude, if she wins the Nobel Peace Prize, I mean, I... Just throw it away. I mean, would you, I threw it away when Obama won it. Right. Like, that was already, like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So, you know, so Bob, yeah. what's the... Wait, what's the goal for, like, a Sol? Like, what's the... They use the useful idiots to go against the system. It's the destruction of... Hillary the system? It's the destruction... Well, that's that. That's the deception. It. Is that that they say they want to take the power away from the greedy capitalists and give it back to the people? It's communism, which is communism. It's always back to the people, but but the politicians are quote unquote the people, right? Because they were elected by the people. Mm-hmm. So realistically, you're giving all the power to the politicians and taking it away from the greedy, greedy, greedy capitalists that want you know that that oh my gosh they want to set you know set up a it's really attacking the middle class, right? Because the elite, right. elite, elite of the of 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 capitalist society they're going to be protected as well so it's really a destruction I mean, of the middle class 100 yeah, that goes with your newspaper article where did you get that from oh that was uh it gets shared around a lot uh as is that real though it's real like, someone... okay so let me explain that article and i'll share it on, on twitter as well those eight points that he talks about are not in alinsky's book so i want to i definitely want to put that out there because a lot of people think that alinsky actually wrote those eight points he was talking about, and it was just a, I don't, I don't remember the name of the author, but it was in a newspaper. It was a newspaper clip that gets shared yeah, it around. It says Garrett Gear. Okay, so the eight points um, talk about how to get to a like socialist state, like what you have to do in order to implement full socialism, full communism. You want me to run through? I'll, I'll read it here. Yeah. There, there are eight levels of control that must be obtained before you are able to create a social state for the first and most. Hold on. Uh, one, healthcare. Control healthcare and control the people. Okay, so let's stop there real quick. What are okay. they trying to do with healthcare? Oh, universal. Well, we okay. Obamacare. Okay, go ahead. Number two. All right. Two, poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you're providing everything for them to live. Okay. I mean, that's that's Create obvious. a welfare state. Incre- yeah, go ahead. Debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable what level. What are they doing? I mean, it doubled under Obama. Gun control. Remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That way you are able to create a police state. Check. Uh, welfare. Uh, take, I just lost the page. Take control of every aspect of their lives: food, housing, and income. <laughs> and uh, right. and even uh, the environment, right? Control the environment. But yeah, yeah, you're gonna love this one, Bob. Education. Take control of what people read and listen to, and what they learn in school. There's your ideological subversion. There's your getting then, handed a communist manifesto freshman year without anything to argue against it. 
Yep. Seven. Religion. Remove the belief in God from the government and schools. Boom. Yeah. Eight. This is the one that's really going on right now. Class warfare. Divide the people into the wealthy and the poor. This will cause more discontent, and it will be easier to take slash tax the wealthy with the support of the poor. Does any of this sound like what's happening in the United States? Mm -hmm. This is big time because the middle class is disappearing, and then everyone's chanting. And everyone's so focused. And everyone's so focused on, well, that wasn't in his book. Well, I mean, this is literally if you took all the fucking books about everything and combined them, this is the premise of every book that's ever been bitty by any masterful community organizer. This is literally the handbook. Right. And so, yeah. So, like, what what happens is, is these community organizers like Saul Alinsky, they get linked up with these George Soros guys and create these non-governmental organizations in the name of philanthropy. Like, oh, we're going to save the planet. Oh, you know, Black Lives Matter. Listen, Black Lives Matter was funded by Soros, and it's an Alinsky product to, like you said, use things like uh, ridicule, right? Like, so instead of attacking the argument, you get called a racist now because of stuff like Black Lives Matter. Not saying like, hey, that cop footage or that footage of that person getting shot, uh, did you back up a couple minutes and see what was going on before that? No, you just get called a racist. And so, right. so these are, you know, these are the types of things that get happened. So it's well-coordinated stuff. And it's backed by billionaires, okay? And that's why, like, when conspiracy theorists talk about, like, in Charlottesville, they saw people getting off the same bus. They saw Antifa members as well as the white nationalists getting off the same bus. It's because they were probably both funded by the same person to set up these orchestrated events, right? Because they don't care if these events are truthful. All they care about is winning. All they care about is getting their message across and winning the battle. They showed videos, undercover footage of... People talking about how they were getting bust to Trump rallies to start chaos. Right. So, at Trump yeah, so rallies if you see like if you see some like Soros was busing these people yeah. in from all over to start so that there were fights at Trump rallies. Exactly. Exactly. And they were even busing in people to wear MAGA hats to start drama. So it looked like the Trump supporters were causing all the chaos. Yeah. Like that's why I wonder about that. Eat the babies girl uh, woman that like disrupted the AOC thing. Did y'all see that? She was a plant. Yeah. I mean, a plant. Ben, you saw that, right? Yeah. She was a plant. I think she was like, she was from some uh, Lyndon LaRouche pack group or something like that. So she wasn't like an AOC supporter. Right. 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 So, I mean, if both sides it do better. it. I don't want to make it sound like just the left. Yeah. But you know right what? I think the, the worst part about that whole thing is like, no one could tell if she was a right. plant or an actual AOC supporter. Like, there's no, there was no difference there because it sounded. Nobody so reacted like to it. Did you notice everybody in there? Nobody I was know. like, "Oh, you're talking about eating babies." Because they that's how sucked. fucking crazy the left is. <laughs> right. I think that's what Ben's saying, right? Like, yeah, that's what's fucking nuts. That a girl can stand up and go, "We need to eat the babies, the babies. We need to eat the babies." Where I'm watching it going. That could definitely be one of these tree-hugging millennial fucktards. Right. Like, right. I could see them saying that. Like, if she said anything slight of that, like, kill the babies, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the fact that it could be that extreme, it's almost like, and again, to be to be uh, non-biased here, it's almost like if you told me Trump tweeted, like, something crazy, like, it would need to be really fucking crazy for me not to believe it's possible that Trump tweeted it, right? Right. Same yeah. thing with the fucking left with their rally. Have you seen these? Ben, I've seen you and Bob commenting. Uh, I'll start with you, Ben, on these fucking uh, these environmental rallies. Oh, these things look like raves. <laughs> like they're just a bunch of cracked out, dirty, hippie, fucking disgusting, scummy 
millennials who aren't working with armpit hair and fucking weird, you know, it's disgusting. Like, they're just fucking, it's a rave. It's not a fucking environmental rally. Yeah, well, that it's uh, that's another one of Saul Alinsky's rule, which is you got to, like, make these, like, you got to make it fun for the people involved. So, like, that's why you see, like, all these festivals pop up and you see all these, like, celebrities get involved. So they get involved in the entertainment industry and they get involved in music and all this other shit. You know, like, oh, like, uh, you know, they all get involved in these Greenpeace, you know, Green New Deals fucking save the planet. Let's have a fucking rave and then throw garbage everywhere and just dance around like a bunch right. of fucking morons. You know? Yeah, but do you think those people are paid, or are they just really fucking crazy? No, they're, like this is the useful idiot. You know, this is the useful. This right. is the people that buy into it. South Park actually did an episode about it ten years ago. They called it "College Know-It-All Hippies," and they just made fun of the fact that they set up all these festivals talking about saving the world, and they don't do anything about it. They just go and get fucked up on drugs, and 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 then you know scream about you know how we're harming the environment, like well, like everyone. like what Tommy was talking about last week, like yo, yeah, go live, go live off the grid for a month. You know, right. there are people that do that. Do it. There are people that say fuck it. And uh, Jesse Ventura go, lives off the grid for six months of the, out of the year. Okay, he's actually fucking do it. doing it. You know, so I got respect for Jesse Ventura. Bro, AOC is talking about how she just flew to fucking. Some climate route. Did, why did you fly there, bitch? Right. You're talking about climate change. Why are you flying there? Right. Like, you're, you're talking about climate change, and you're literally polluting the air on your way to a climate change. Take a boat like Thunberg did. Like, go fucking get on a boat, or I'll stay the fuck home. How about the fucking, have you seen a, a Pozo? Uh, Jack Posebic posted the, uh, the climate rallies, two consecutive rallies where they had diesel generators <laughs> generating, and, and they had them hidden under behind, like, wood. Like, they're so dumb, these dumb fuck tree hugging millennials, that, like, he brought his team there, and you can hear, like, <laughs> and they just put wood over it, thinking no one had noticed. And then they open the wood gate, and they're like, there's a fucking diesel generator here at a climate change rally. That's so funny. Yeah, that was hysterical. Like, dude, turn, you know, do something. You know, these people get in their cars and drive home. Like... Ride a bike then only. Not ride a bike some places. Ride a bike only. Go off the grid. Do some things to fucking help the environment instead of just going and dancing because you don't have a fucking job. Right. They're no just going to tweet from their iPhone, drinking their Starbucks, complaining about exactly. And, and, and that's why I say... Blasting their air conditioning. That's why I say there's a specific reason. And that's how you know they don't care about the environment because if they cared about the environment, we'd be attacking China. 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 Right. Non-fucking-stop. Non-stop. But they don't attack China. They attack the United States. It's because we're the last. More convenient. We, we are literally, and I'm serious, we are the last standing country that has these freedoms. Nobody else has what we have. And so if they, once they get rid of the United States, I'm telling you, it's, it's full-fledged. It's, it's full-on. Full-on communist. It's full-on globalism, which is why this great re- reawakening movement is freaking amazing. It's bigger than just a president. All the president is is a, he's a symbol of, of what needs to happen. And that's why I like all this Hong Kong shit, man. All these other countries are getting confidence from us. They're like, fuck, man. Like, we can do this shit too. You know? And using the yeah. power of technology, like you're saying, turning the camera back on these motherfuckers. Like, now people are realizing, oh, you're spying on us. Oh, you want to you wanna microchip us. Dude, three years ago, I, when I was reading about, like, microchipping and shit, Oh, we will be microchipped in three when years. I was, when I, I really started getting into it, I, I didn't tell anybody. Because I was like, if I tell anybody I think we're going to get microchipped, they're going to fucking put a tinfoil hat on me. Now everybody's talking about this shit. 
everybody's talking about this shit. It's like yeah, it the, the word deep state is mainstream now. You know, like 9-11, we can talk about this stuff now. It's unfucking believable So that's... Yeah, it's yeah. called the... Uh, Bob, it's called the Overton Window. Huh. Have you heard no. of it? No, the, no. Overton, the Overton Window is like what is uh, like the range of ideas that is uh, like allowed within public discourse. Right, right. So like o- over time, like that range becomes a lot wider. So there's a lot more things that are acceptable or popular to talk about within, you know... Uh, public discourse so it's it's been going that way for years like things that used to be taboo and you couldn't talk about you couldn't speak about you'd be called crazy like now it's just regular conversation acceptable like oh yeah like i i heard this company was doing that and and you know i heard this company was spying on you and every, right. back in the day it used to be like you know which is if yeah, you which, thought the government zuckerberg is testifying and apologizing and shit for fucking spying on people and the facebook fucking doesn't skip a beat. Stock well, doesn't move again. Like six months later, it's every four months. <laughs> yeah, it's every four months. Google, Facebook, and Twitter come out with an apology. Oh, dude, our bad. We released all the data from everyone around hey, the world. Sorry, Every- my right. bad. No one's gonna stop using them because they're no. basically would rather just stay with what's comfortable and efficient. Here's my question: lives. Why didn't we stick with MySpace? Like. Tom just, you know, what was that guy's name? Tom, the first. He sold yeah. it. He just wanted to be our great, friend. Great man. You know, he, he sold yeah, it. I agree. He did. He made he made a lot I'm of money. I'm sure he did. He, nice. got, he probably got hushed moneyed out. You know, like, MySpace was awesome. You could design your well, own they needed to they needed to take MySpace and move it into a government entity like Facebook. Yeah. We should have yeah, stuck with we should We should have stuck with Tom. Yeah, but I don't get why yeah. everyone says Facebook Always. is so revolutionary when it was Always. the same thing as MySpace, wasn't it? Just a clean. It wasn't version. revolutionary um, at all. It's just government controlled. Right. That's that's what it is. Well, it it was different because MySpace it was more anonymous, where anyone can make any account doing anything, kind of like the way Twitter is in a in a sense. And Facebook, you know, at first you had to have like a legit email, like it was a college email yeah. you needed to have, and then you needed to like it was more exclusive. You had to have a dot edu account. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was more exclusive. Yeah. But so that movie. that yeah, exactly. It's like the exclusivity of it, and then they started opening up to more people, and more people were joining, and it was just cleaner. You know, it, it, MySpace was kind of like for kids, and you know, you, when you would go on there, you would have the the music in the background, and like the the stars following the cursor and and stuff like that, and so it became more of a gimmick. And that's why when I talk about LifeLog, the CIA program that was diminished the same day that Facebook. Every time you guys post pictures on Facebook and do those ten year challenges where you post a picture from ten years ago and today, you're like oh look at me or whatever, man, all they're doing is taking your facial recognition software and storing it. That's all it is. You know, it's it's. I'm, I hate. I can't even go on yep. Facebook anymore. Like I even had you things that, where, you like have Snapchat too. I even, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. I I was practicing a song for one of my gigs, like a cover song, and nothing was turned on. And I I should be at a gig right <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was practicing <laughs> for my gig that I was supposed to be at, and uh, <laughs> and I turn on YouTube and it has a recommended video for the song I was practicing two hours ago. You know, oh, wow. dude, forget about that. Me and Mad Lab did a test on here, and this was really fucked up. Me and Mad Lab did it, and we know it happens all the time, right? And we're just numb to it. Again, the boiling frog. It's just like, oh wow, you know what? I was on the phone talking about you know a trip to Aruba, and next thing you know, ads for Aruba apartments, you know, and fucking hotels started popping yeah. up. Like we're just numb to it. The fact that they're it's right in our face, yeah. but 
Me and Man Lab tested it, and we were like, purple mattress, purple mattress, purple mattress, purple mattress. I want a purple mattress. I'd love to spend money on a purple mattress. I really need a purple mattress because purple is, I guess, a brand of mattress. And, dude, both of us, before midnight, had purple mattress ads on our phone. We screenshot them to each other. I wow. like it. Yeah, because it's convenient, <laughs> but yeah. it's but you're a fucking idiot if you don't realize that how crazy that is. Oh, Mike. Like, I like it. Oh, you- think about that. Like, if I'm going to get marketed at. I'd rather get what I'm interested in. But think, Kurt, <laughs> think about the other side effects of that, that every single Listen, fucking I'm thing you've ever idiot. said on that phone. Uh, that's why everyone's like, aren't you nervous about doing the conspiracy podcast? Like, you're putting yourself on the government radar. I'm like, I said purple mattress five times, and I had ads for it on my phone. <laughs> you think I'm worried about what I say nationally? At least I can fucking justify it. That's what I mean. It's it. gone so far that you might as well use it to your advantage. Exactly. That's where do? everyone's gotten. Uh, uh, two more things I want to cover. First of all, this NBA China thing. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I do want to side with Trump on this one in calling out Steve Kerr. For those of you who don't realize... Uh, Daryl Morey, uh, is, I think he's the owner of the Rockets, right? Is general ma- he's general manager, I think. General manager of the you Rockets. You can't call owners owners in the NBA, Fuck by that. The he's an owner. Nope. Um, he's a general manager. Sent Whoa. out that tweet, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. And uh, I don't think a lot of people know what the fuck's going on there because they're like, oh, it's a big deal with that. And they don't understand that Hong Kong is basically like a fucking communist dictatorship. And the people of Hong Kong are getting yeah. oppressed, you know right? America will be like when you take everything away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like China. Exactly. Go, go. None of these people have been to China. They just fucking talk about you it. You have They've to use their Wi-Fi and all. There's so many restrictions. Well, they they even control like Putin and all them. Like and, and those other. They control the media. It's like they like, not like the way that people control the media here. Like you're only allowed to say certain things on the media. Like it's it's literally like a dictatorship. But Bob, if you want to, or Ben, if you want to explain like what China is like why this tweet would be so bad, not necessarily even from an NBA perspective, but Daryl Morey was basically saying we stand with the people who are being oppressed in China, right? And Hong Kong, I guess, is technically China. But he's saying we stand with the oppressed people, right. which who the fuck would get shit on for saying we stand with the people who are being oppressed by a communist dictatorship, which- and then all of a sudden he got in a lot of shit because China basically snapped and fucking threatened to pull money from the NBA, and then he had to author an apology. So NBA is basically sucking China's dick right now, Ben. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, and and it's funny. South Park just did a whole episode on this like last week. I, I was nuts. Like, I watched it. Yeah. I went back and watched it. It was crazy. And and it was exactly about what's going on right now with the Chinese and how they're, you know, they censor movies and they censor, um, you know. Uh, like plays and things like that, that anything that would be talking bad about China, they have it changed. And it's uh, it, like within our media, because a lot of our entertainment industry is beholden to China, even our manufacturing industry. You know, when people send anything across seas, like a lot of the times they go straight to China first. So they they have a lot on us, including like owning a lot of our uh, treasury notes, which you yep. would know more than I would about, yep. like the financial aspect. But yeah, they... They, the communist Chinese, they're a dictatorship, and for some reason, we allow them to have some kind of leverage on us. Yep, and and this is what's going on right now, where um, they're basically, the NBA came out and basically was punishing fucking Maury, apologized for Maury's tweet. Basically, what's going on right now, the NBA is saying, hey, we're sorry, China, 
for defending the innocent people who you're fucking terrorizing. Uh, we won't do it anymore. Please don't pull the feeds of our preseason games and please don't take down signs. They were kicking people out of arenas at the Sixers game the other day who were saying we stand with Hong Kong. Like, mm-hmm. how fucking hypocritical is this, Bob? That the NBA, we're not allowed to be sympathetic of people who are being oppressed overseas because of money from China. No, because it doesn't fit the narrative. That's why. Because they don't want to shed light on the fact that Hong Kong is having an actual freedom movement that does not correspond with the message. But the other thing about the NBA is they ran an ad that said, stand for something even if it means sacrifice everything. I think that's... Colin Kaepernick, yeah. Yeah, that was that Colin Kaepernick thing. And they're doing the exact opposite. In this situation. Fucking pussies. Yeah, so it's... Adam Silver's a bitch, though. I hate He's Adam He's a fucking Silver. bitch. They're all fucking bitches. And any of you who support the NBA after this shit, fuck you. This is the biggest fucking tyrannical, hypocritical, money-driven move I've ever seen in my fucking life where you're taking fucking a communist dictatorship and you're backing them over the people they're suppressing while their people are actually trying to fight for freedoms that they haven't had in God knows how long, maybe ever, just because of fucking money, you hypocrite fucks. Yeah. Steve Kerr, you're a little fucking <laughs> pussy-ass bitch. Popovich, I love you as a coach. You're a pussy-ass bitch. Trump was right on this, and fuck all you motherfuckers that don't understand it. Steve Kerr wants to run his fucking mouth and act like he's fucking Nelson Mandela every time a political issue comes right. up. Popovich has got his fucking mouth running like he's fucking Gandhi right. every time a fucking political issue comes up. But all of a sudden... When China puts their fucking big dick and swings it around and says, you shut the fuck up. Steve Kerr all of a sudden has no idea. I need to do more research. Motherfucker, you know what's going on in China. Right. 15-year-olds in high school know what the fuck's going on in China. You know damn fucking well what is happening over there. You're keeping your little bitch-ass mouth shut because Big Brother told you to shut the fuck up. So stop acting like you need to be this fucking free leader and, and pioneer for fucking peace and acceptance and everyone needs to have a voice and we need to fucking stand for something. Fuck you, you pussy-ass bitch. And Popovich lost a lot of fucking respect for you too. Both of you, sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, keep your mouth out of politics because if you're not willing to stand for something like fucking oppression over there in China and you're going to bow to the dollar, who the fuck are you to start talking about Black Lives Matter right. and LGBTQ? Fuck you, right, motherfucker. Saying, when, the fi- yeah. when the fire was hot, you fucking melted, bitch. Fuck you. You're saying resist, you know, like all the hashtag resist and all this shit. But that's what they're doing in Hong Kong. It's a resistance. Yeah. It's what they're trying that's to what do. That's what they're trying to do. But the problem... Yeah. And you don't know anything about it. My ass. Well, we talk about a lot about the Baphomet Circus and how it's being infiltrated in sports. And uh, like I said, Hong Kong is a heavily religious colony area. They are, they're Christian, okay? So that's another part of the narrative, killing God, taking it out. You know, like a lot of China, man, China destroyed Tibet. You know, they're just trying to... De- China destroys everything. They're, they're trying to take faith. They're trying to take religion. They're trying to take all that's this stuff. It does not well, fit What's the celebrity time. angle on this? Because you don't see the celebrities Nobody's virtue signaling like they usually gonna do. Nobody's going to talk about this. Nobody's going right, to fuck with China, Because just want to talk shit about Trump because, and our country. Dude, you understand the movies, the NBA jersey shells, the goods... Retail, everything runs through. China owns us. Yeah. China owns the U.S. And people right. don't people don't understand that. No one in Hollywood. You got to understand when you put a movie out, you think Rambo that was released wasn't released in China too. You think you think this you know this 
billions of fucking people over there. Any Hollywood athlete, politician, anyone out there who's trying to make a name for themselves needs to be international nowadays. It's an international market in any market, whether it's retail, movies, sports, whatever. China is the motherfucker you don't fuck with because they got too many goddamn people. They got a shit ton of money. They got more money than everyone else, and they spend like motherfuckers. Look at what happened to the China market when Yao Ming came in. I mean, it's un-fucking-believable. You know, and, and, yep. and they just saw a dollar sign. So not to mention we owe them about two trillion dollars of fucking debt. They own about 25 percent of our debt. Right. Yeah. And so, OK. Yo, so do you think fucking Sil- if, if anybody's a reptile reptilian, it's got to be Adam Silver. That dude looks like a no, fucking zombie. It's too bro. obvious. <laughs> it's too yeah. obvious. They didn't do a good job of hiding. I think him. he was like a botched fucking I don't know. He was a botched attempt to like make it a human being. He's just a pandering bitch. He is the worst. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I totally thought and, and in Tommy's rant him. that he was going to go reptilian on Adam Silver. I was kind of Well, I mean, Adam Silver, oh, yeah. he definitely has a forked tongue. <laughs> like, I always, whenever he talks, I expect his tongue to be forked. Oh, but it's so funny because... All the DFS crowd and the Twitter crowd loves Adam Silver because he's pro-gambling. Really? And he's, well, because well, he's pro-gambling. And it's like, yeah, that's what the fucking Satanists are. They want everyone to gamble and have sex and fuck and do drugs. And like, yeah. They like, want that everyone makes, to be like Tommy. Yeah, be like me. Exactly. <laughs> it makes him more of a devil. But uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a fucking piece of garbage. They're all fucking pieces of garbage. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on I don't on get this. why he apologized, though. Imagine that. Imagine that. Like, how do you not boycott the NBA? Imagine that. Like, how do you I, I, not take a stand and just say, fuck you, I'm not apologizing? I know. He's a pussy. He's a complete fucking pussy. They all stuck their dicks between their legs. And guess what? If Steve Kerr and Popovich, who I'm all about, that, listen, I don't agree with their political stances, but listen, you got a platform, use it. I got a platform. It's not the size of Steve Kerr's. It's not the size of Popovich's. Pretty close, but, though. It's a submission to authority. It's the same reason why I I refuse to apologize to Tommy for my tweets. Right, which is fine. (laughs) I'm an authoritarian. I'm a communist. I'm a communist. (laughs) I'm a dictator. I never said I wasn't. But, you know, like, I'm going to take my platform and and use it as much as I can. If it's 20,000 people an episode, then that's what it is. Hopefully one day it gets to 20 million and I can make a bigger impact. But I'm going to say what's on my mind and I'm going to fucking run with it. And when people like Bob buck the system... I'm just going to send and I just uh, took my dick between my legs and be like, all right, I'm pro free speech. Do what you want. Just be a little careful. So I lost all respect for Kern Popovich. All of it. Mm-hmm. None. Have zero. Have zero. Have none. Pussy ass bitches. I need to do more research on it. Blah, blah, blah. Don't defend those fucking idiots. They're fucking frauds. They're complete frauds. Um, the blood bag shit, Ben. Have you seen this? The, yeah. uh, I sent the tweet. This is, uh, hold on. I sent it to you guys trying to find the exact fucking screenshot but this we've been talking about it and me and larry talked about it on the last podcast how they uh with the blood bag the blood boys and stuff we've been talking about the adrenochrone and all that Mm -hmm. so this is from business insider so this isn't from like fucking snopes or fucking you know so daily mail or something a controversial startup that charges eight thousand dollars to fill your veins with young blood now claims to be up and running in five cities across the USA. The startup is called Ambrosia. Charges 8K to basically do blood infusions from 15 to 25-year-old children into your body that they know now as the fountain of youth. Is this not what we've been talking about, Ben, for fucking six episodes? How the elite 
fucking are killing babies and fucking taking their blood and using their blood. Like, it's in plain sight now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's exactly what we've been talking about. And, and this is like when it becomes mainstream. This is entering the Overton window. This is saying like this is an acceptable thing to do now. Like it's not criminalized. It's it's you know, it's being advertised and talked about in the media. So when you think that these things are not only not possibly a thing in reality or not that there's people doing it but once you start seeing it at this level then you know that it's accepted in the mainstream right that's and that's phase four of the ideological subversion which is normalization <laughs> so when they throw these breadcrumbs out activate <laughs> activate when they when they throw these little breadcrumbs out they're trying to see how the public reacts to it like for example harvard released a uh you know they're like oh harvard scientists say that spraying the fucking clouds with the part you know metal particulates is gonna help combat global warming and people were like oh my god fuck this fuck this fuck. so they were like okay well they're not ready to talk about fucking right, exactly. chemtrails yet let's 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 it's like bringing up oh, i'll give you an example bob yeah. it's like bringing up a threesome with your girlfriend <laughs> okay right like it's really what it is right like you're dating a girl you want to have a threesome but you really don't know how to bring it up. So, like, you wait till you're drunk yeah. around night and you throw it out. Like, hey, have you ever hooked up with a girl? Or you wait till there's no, a scene like, on. Or you're like, like, oh, I have like, to look at this threesome porn. Or, like, what do you think no, about No, no, like, what? No, see, Bob, that's not how you oh, do it. Shit. That's why you don't have threesomes <laughs> and I do. All right? That's that's why you no, don't have threesomes. No, it's because I have ADD. I that's why I don't have three. There's too much shit no, going on. But you don't. You don't subtly bring it in by pulling up threesome porn, Bob. That's phase four. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but, like, phase what four. you do is you'll flip through a movie. And you'll turn on a movie that has like a makeout scene with two girls, and then you have a couple drinks and be like, "You ever kissed a girl in college?" <laughs> you know, and you throw that little like you throw that like way back in the day, right? Like, and then you get the, oh yeah, like once and oh really? Like that's weird. like what was it? Was it fun? Like oh no, it was disgusting. And then you're like, oh shit, she's not ready for this, right? <laughs> and then you slowly you take another stab at it a couple months from now. You wait till you pop a Molly together on New Year's Eve, and there's a pretty girl that comes around, like. You slowly until you're ready, and then when she's like, "That girl's hot," you're like, "Pounce!" Right? And then you know you're okay. That's what they're doing. I gotta use they the Solinsky tactics to get laid. Is what you're saying? Oh, I can teach you those. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a sexual Luciferian. <laughs> 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 is that your new name? <laughs> Kurt, new pole, Kurt. No, Honestly, don't want that. Sexual Luciferian. You don't want that one. <laughs> I'll tell the interns. <laughs> yeah, tell the interns to host a new poll. But, I mean, it's really true. Like, they started it with Adrenochrone in fucking Fear and Loathing, right? Yeah. And then you saw the Blood Boy in Silicon Valley. But the science right? on this has been out for a while. I remember hearing this about oh, like yeah. five, ten years. No, not about with the teenage blood. More of you have old blood in your body. Like, you should give pints of blood every year just to get new recycled blood in you to stay and more they and they cycle more your blood, too. That's one of the things. Yeah, that's right. always been a health thing, like cycling your blood. Right. But now what they're doing is they're slowly the, – the frog, it's been out and everyone's fine with it. And now – because think about this. The reason why everyone thought we were nuts when we would say, hey, guess what? Hillary Clinton and all these fucking elites are trying to live forever and they're fucking taking the blood of children. They're taking, so wouldn't it make sense that a 5-year-old's blood would be better than a 25-year-old's blood? Right? Mm -hmm. So when we said this, everyone's like, that's insanity. That's fucking in horror movies and shit. But now that you're seeing that they're actually selling child's blood to adults, how can you deny that the elite of the elite have been doing this? And then how does that not tie to the hundreds of thousands of missing children and John of God, John of God farm of children that they were selling to elites and the adrenochrome stuff? Like, 
How can you deny it now if they're basically coming out in plain sight saying, hey, we're selling kids' blood? Yeah, well, I, uh, the, go ahead, Kurt. Yeah, the people have already grown immune to pedophilia, right? No one even cares right. when there's pedophilia with uh, Harvey Weinstein or whoever, Epstein Kevin Island. Kevin Spacey, and all They don't even anyway. care anymore. Yeah. So they now they're going to slowly start implementing this blood stuff, I assume. I mean, it's just, it's just fucking insane. The funny thing is, you know, Bob, I don't know how much you're going to like this because this is a religion thing. But this has been going on all the way, you know, to the Catholic Church. No, I, mean, I, what's, I, I agree. What, 100%. Bob, are you religious? I'm, yeah, I'm spiritual yeah. and religious. I'm getting back towards calling myself a Christian. I'm not there yet. Um, but yeah, but no, I. What do you do? What do you do at communion? What do I do at communion? I haven't been to church. Well, what does everyone do? I, I don't what receive. Ever- the, I don't receive the sacrifice. But what what does everyone do? Oh, they receive the body and the blood. And they drink the blood of Christ. And what is the reason for drinking the blood of Christ? Eternal youth. For everlasting life, right? Like, that's what it is. Eternal youth. This has been going back since the fucking Bible. They're talking about drinking and infusing children's blood for eternal youth. But what's funny is you're very against it, but 100% you would do it. I one thousand percent would do it. Like I wouldn't fuck. Check this out. I wouldn't so fucking I was actually, like. I would do it legally. Like I'd want to make sure it was a voluntary right. So child if you're donor, billionaire elite, and you have the oh, opportunity, yeah. to, and you would be addicted to it. Everyone would. Like yeah, of course. I got a great. I, I got a great story about, about it. So I was actually, you know, you guys remember I was in the hospital uh, early August. And I actually had to get a blood transfusion. When the lady came in with the blood, I asked her what the age was of the person's <laughs> blood, and she looked at me like I was a psycho. And I was like, I was like, never mind, don't worry about it. If someone told Jesus. you you could stay younger, longer, and live forever if you had, you know, a seventeen-year-old kid's blood, and the seventeen-year-old kid voluntarily donated the blood, it's going to be commonplace going forward. Yeah, it's going to be like Botox in a few years. Yeah, like that's what it's going to be. It's going to be completely normal. And, like, this is just something that we do. Yeah, well, that's, what's, that's now, what's happening I, I with stem cells and it. selling baby parts. That's why they're trying to make it socially gonna... acceptable to have abortions up till you know, birth. And then even after birth, you know, they can keep the babies and, you know, the doctor and the wife decides whether they want to, you know, terminate it or, you know, whatever. But, you know. Well, and what they're going to do, Bob, they're going to make a legal age of 18 or older, right? Like, that's how they're going to start. It has to be an 18 years or older. It has to be a consenting donor. And then they'll slowly fucking work it down and... Because this shit's already going on in the black market, but they just got to desensitize people to yep. it. You know, they'll make it like they'll make it cool. They'll make fun packaging around it. You could, next thing you know, you'll be able to buy it in CVS. You'll be drinking fucking baby well, blood. You see celebrities go on shows. They're like, yeah, I got new skin from the, you know, the foreskin of a baby or something like that. I think it was like Sandra Bullock or something Jesus. talked about it, like on a show. So they put these celebrities out there and they're like, oh, look at her. She's beautiful. Oh, she got. As long as a celebrity says it, it's right, okay. Right, right, right. And that's why the people what like. About, what about fucking uh, Consuelos and uh, Kelly Ripa when they were on that talk show just a week ago? And they were like, how do you guys look so young? And he's like, well, we get blood transfusions of 14-year-olds. Do they, and so he they, like, said. And then he was like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, you, that's just something like picture me being like, like picture making a pedophilia joke. You know, like you don't do that. Like it's not funny, especially if you're on national television. Right. Like you're not joking about it unless there's some truth to it. There's some truth to every just kidding. Right? right. Like whenever a girl says something and then follows it with just kidding, there's some truth to all of that. Sure. Right? Including our jokes. Sure. But yeah, that's some crazy shit that we're living in right now. And then um the final thing here is the uh Joe Rogan was tweeting about the uh by the way, did we talk about Hillary running? On this thing, or was that the the uh, the mysterious deleted episode? We talked about the deleted. That was the deleted. 
Yeah. So yeah. what are we'll do it on here? What are the odds you guys think Hillary's running again now that she's coming out tweeting? Don't tempt me, fucking old fucking. I think slam she's pig. setting up feelers right now to see how the public reacts to all this stuff, and if it's good, she's gonna obviously run again. Bob, I think it doesn't matter how the public reacts because she can buy her nomination. Yeah, so I would put it at, like I said, she's totally power hungry and she has been yeah. ever since the fucking. I don't think she wants to be embarrassed again. She doesn't yeah, give a shit. She, she's she don't don't lose fuck. three times. She's not doesn't matter. She's already been embarrassed. It doesn't matter. The second time was the embarrassing one. Right. Well, she refused to be embarrassed. That's why she, like, you know, it's funny that she mocked Trump for not accepting, you know, oh, if you lose, are you going to accept the results? And Trump was like, no, not if there's fraud going on. And Hillary used that as a campaign tactic. Like, oh, you want someone in the White House that won't even accept? And that's all she's been doing for the last three years is not that's accepting so funny. the results that, of the election. That was the big drama that people forgot about. Mm-hmm. It was headlining newspapers and media shows. Trump says he won't ex- possibly won't accept the new president. If it's not him, he needs to think about right. it. And then, and then the whole left was like, what a piece of shit. You have to. You have to accept the president, no matter who it is. And they've spent two, two years. years doing nothing but attacking the president. And that's why Trump is like, fuck she you. She wrote a fucking no. book called no. Why I Lost. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, she wrote a whole but you think she's going to run again, Bob? I say 80%. Ben? I think it's more like 30 40%. Yeah, I wouldn't, um, I'm more closer to you. Like Kurt said, I don't think she wants to get embarrassed again. I think it's it's going to be even harder for her this time because you have a whole bunch of democrats who are pissed at her for letting trump win basically mm-hmm. so i think she lost a lot of votes just on that and the only thing that really makes me think that she might actually want to run is because the whole thing that's going on with biden right now with all his corruption and scandals and everything is like they're trying to cover for him by saying that you can't criticize or ask for investigation of the person if they're your, your political enemy so though i think she'll be able to use that as cover um by running just so people stop looking into her because she'll be able to say well, i'm a political opponent you can't look into me it's like the new rules there's a big um i don't know if you call it conspiracy theory or what that hillary and the clintons owe a lot of money overseas because of the loss in that election like, she was being backed a ton by Saudis and stuff like that. And she guaranteed victory. That's what the Clinton Foundation w- was, you know? Right. And and that they're in debt, that they're financially burdened because of that loss. So if that's the situation, which I believe it is, then I think she's definitely running again. But I wouldn't put it at – I'd put it at 60 70%. I'd put it in that range. I think 60 70% she's going to run again. And I think part of the reason is because Biden's just shooting himself in the foot uh, every day that goes by. They're not going to let uh, Yang Yang and Tulsi Gabbard win because they're too qualified. Um, they're actually people that I wouldn't be mad if they were president. You know, if Elizabeth Warren or Biden's the president, I'm just going to be miserable. But uh, but guess what? I'll accept it and move on. Unlike the fucking left. But uh, if it's Tulsi or fucking Yang Yang, I'll be like, all right, let's see what they can do. Like, I'll give them a shot. You know, like I'm, I'm not going to vote for him, but I'll give him a shot. But uh, if it's Hillary, like she's looking at this going, it has to be old guard. It's got to be the old guard to finish the NWO movement, to finish the New World Order of the Bushes, the Obamas, the Clintons. Uh, Trump threw a wrench in that. And like we said on the, the prior thing that got deleted, whether you agree with it or not, whether you like Trump or not, you do have to agree that there was a wheel of corruption and murder and fucking shady shit that was going on with the Obamas, the Clintons, and the Bushes. I'm throwing the Republicans in there, too. 
that's been going on for decades, and Hillary was supposed to come in and be the nail in the coffin to globalize everything and form the final kind of new world order. And Trump being in office fucked that up. It set them back years because he's come in and you know blasted the news and he's taken away all their resources, all their bullets. Like the news, manipulating people through the news was part of their process. He's blasted that, turned fake news into a national story. He's trying to uncover all the dirt, you know, cleaning the swamp. So whether you like Trump or not, he definitely put a fucking wrench in that wheel. So it needs to be Warren, Biden, or Hillary to get back in office for the Democrats to continue that death cycle, and they will not let anybody else in there. I just don't think they have a fucking chance against Trump. I, don't, I really don't. They don't have a fucking chance. I don't chance really either. Unless, unless there's some type of election fraud, which there will be, but if, there's, if they're able to limit it, because what I think, I think it was an actual coup how Trump got elected. I think it was a coup of the people. Uh, if you look at the way he, he won the Internet, I think, like I said, I think it was a counterintelligence military operation. I really do. I think if he, he surrounded himself with Marines, and I think he was actually coerced to run, and they said, listen, we're going to back you, and we're going to make sure that these elections are open and honest as much as we can. And that's why I think a lot of the election fraud was, was diminished by that, because he had help in this. Not, I'm not saying he, he fraudulently won this election. What I'm saying is he had a hand in making sure that this election was not fraudulent. Well, you got to fight fire with fire. Exactly. Right? And that's why the, a lot of conservatives, and that's why I kind of attacked Mr. Uh, ben Shapiro, it, the old guard conservatives and the mainstream conservatives, they don't understand Trump because old conservatives, they try to fight you with policy and with all these other right, things. Yeah, and you can't not... fucking do that shit. What Trump did was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your Alinsky principles of ridicule and turn it back on you. You're calling me fake news. I'm going to call you fake news. You're going to call me names. I'm going to call you crooked Hillary. I'm going to call you lion uh, Ted Cruz. I'm going to call you uh, sleepy Joe Biden, right? So he did the exact same thing. He fought fire with fire, and that's why I understood what he was trying to do, okay? So he's playing them. He's playing them, and, and he knows that he can play them like a fiddle, and that's why he's baiting Hillary Clinton to run. Cause he, yeah, he is baiting her to run because he knows it. Dude, it's not even – it's, it's, it's a fucking landslide, and I can't wait. I really can't. It's going to be great. Yeah. Last thing here before we wrap up because we're running a little long is uh, there's been a lot of tweeting from Joe Rogan and others about the transgender athletes. Uh, they dominated this track event and that this is going to be the death of women's sports. Ben, um, we spoke about this before. This whole trans movement, this is what I always talk about. These people, what they do, I don't hate the, I don't hate, like, like I said, I don't hate gays. I hate the activists, right? I don't hate trans community. I hate the activists. The activists take shit too far. These climate change people. I don't hate people that think there's climate change and we need to care about the environment. Why would I hate that? You know, you should care about the environment. I don't give a fuck. But if you want to, that's fine. I hate the people who jam it down our throat. And now you're seeing the fucking full circle, 360 degrees right back where you started, where now the trans community did so good at getting everyone pro-trans and now they're taking it too far. And now people are going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're destroying women's sports now. Now everyone's realizing where it's going, Ben. And uh, Joe Rogan tweeted about it. Now you're seeing these trans athletes starting to dominate women's track and field. And you're getting women turning on the trans women. This is my favorite part of this stupid left-wing cycle that always happens, Ben. Yeah, and I love to see it, honestly. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah, there's almost nothing that brings me more joy than just watching them eat each other alive. (laughs) It's the best. uh, And um, Dan Bongino talks about this all the time about how 
when you have all all of these types of you know restrictions on who is allowed to be you know a good person in the eyes of the left and the mainstream when you start you know taking people out of the conversation and you start trying to uh, marginalize whole groups of people by their identities and then force others to join along then you'll start seeing they all eat each other alive you know you start having this intersectionality of not knowing what pronouns are and what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say. And, you know, people are just tired of it and, you know, having these restrictions put on how they're allowed to live their life. So it's great seeing women fighting back uh, against these transgender men who are just trying to pretend they're women. And, you know, it's just it's just really such an awful thing to do, because if if it's not mental illness, then it's just like someone doing something, I would say, immoral. Yeah, it's great. I, I love when this happens. I love when the communities turn back on the fucking activists. When they take it too far and it's like, oh shit, how do you pull this back? And then the movement just stops. And then you'll just see it stop. Like, that's it. Yeah, and then it'll just be done late. and they'll move, on. they'll move on to the next one. Like, this is too late. They're not going to go back on it. Just like guns. If you start taking away guns, eventually you're going to have to take away handguns. And then it's too late. That's why so you have to stop What do you mean? It's, what's too to late? You. Like, what are you going to do now? Because this is why everyone was against it to begin with, right? We right. Said, the well, the, the logical the people had foresight. Right. Right. But that's what I mean. It's the same thing with guns. We're saying you can't take away the guns because you're never going to stop. You can't let them participate because then it's never going to stop. You're never going to go back right. and say, no, you can't participate anymore. Yeah, but, How did you not know they were going to dominate? But if you put if so you put men in women's sports, it's going to make the sports better, though. So you do have that element, right? Wouldn't more people go to the WNBA? I mean, listen, we've already had we've already had like a whole transgender league in the WNBA going on for years. We see how bad those ratings are. So who's the UFC? You want to tell me, Brittany Griner, uh, chick that was just smoking? Like, I mean, she was a transgender that was just beating the shit out of her opponent. She was a tranny that was playing, that was uh, fighting in the women's UFC, and she was like. Like just mauling, yeah, of course. Cyborg, huh? <laughs> no, but yeah, right. <laughs> I'll have to get her name. <coughs> but I mean, it's like, just great to see these happen? movements collapse. The problem is the left tries to say that there is no difference in the gender, right. so We're not equal. they're not even they're not even just you know a- allowing the 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 thought to be that men are stronger and more powerful or faster. Like they're just saying there's no difference between the two. So that's why they can go together. Right. Listen, what happens with all these movements is they have a point initially, right? Even, you know, black lives matter, the LGBT movement, um, you know, pick one, pick any movement, trans movement, anything, pick any movement, climate change, all of it. They all have a point, you know, like when these things first start, even the women's rights, right? Like, it's like, all right, you know what? Like, I could see it. All right, go, girl. Yeah. You know, fight for your right. That's how it starts. And then it gets to like, all right, whoa, whoa. Like, wait a minute. What do you mean, like, gays don't have rights in America? Like, last time, like, all right, maybe the marriage thing was an issue, but, like, we don't treat you any different. Like, don't look at me. And then it's like, well, women need to get paid. It's like, well, wait, women have plenty of opportunity considering they just started working in the workforce. Like, 40 years ago like they've done a lot in 40 years like they've come a long fucking way like and then it's like oh trans are being like wait 20 years ago 10 years ago transgender were being dragged through the street on the back of trucks with chains on them Mm -hmm. like you don't hear about that shit anymore like now they're leading roles in movies and winning oscars and we're like guys you've you're you're doing good like don't fuck it and then it just goes too far 
then it's like, well, if you're not watching the trans movie, or if you're not watching female Spider-Man, you're a racist and a sexist. And then it basically turns people who were for the movement and for the cause to just go, fuck you, dude. Seriously, fuck your movement. And then you end up turning people who were independents in the two-party sense towards your movement to the other side, to Republicans towards your Democrat. Just like what happened with Trump. Like, it started off where it was like, oh, fuck this guy, he's an idiot, this and that. And then people started going in on him so hard all the time, statues of him naked in the middle of Manhattan, just basting this motherfucker constantly, nonstop, where I'm telling you people in the middle went, well, I mean, listen, calm down. The guy's not Satan, right? And you almost make him likable and make him win the election. Just like what's happening right now. You're killing your whole fucking movement. And when it comes full circle and bites him in the ass like it is right now, me, Ben, Bobby, Kurt, just sit back, eating our popcorn like the little girl in the gif, watching the fucking house burn down and just laughing as this all goes on. It's my favorite moment. <laughs> How do you think this ends, by the way, this trans thing? Do you think they just nationally it ends with It ends with what? Michelle Obama announcing she's running for president. That's what it ends with. As a transgender. Oh, my God. That, that, Trump loses if that happens. I know Bob doesn't yep. think that. No, I don't, Trump's but I, I think happens. part of the normal, normalizing of transgender is there's some, whether it's Michelle Obama or something, that some big politician is going to run for president, on, you know, is a tranny, and then, you know, by that time, oh, if you don't support this president or if you don't vote for that person, never you're, win. you're fucking... Too many rednecks. <laughs> they can't. The only way to end it is make everything co-ed. Like with softball, where you have like five girls, five guys. That's the only thing they could do at this point. Listen, listen, it's all. Listen, we're we're just the thing that people don't realize is we're in like that middle phase, right? When you look at history a hundred years from now, this is going to be looked at as like the free love generation, the hippies, right? Like that was a phase, right? That free love shit was a phase, right? When everyone was just fucking everybody. Like you went from like the very buttoned up suit and tie fucking gown, like do 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 do. That shit was like a old fucking. Yeah, that shit was a fucking. And then you had the free love fucking madness for like a decade and a half. Everyone was eating acid and fucking everybody. And then it went back to normal for like thirty, forty years. And right now, over the last five to ten years, into the next five to ten years, we're in this fucking, this fucking androgynous fucking sex-filled, Cardi B, fucked-up, nut-job cycle. And then I guarantee you in 10, 15 years, we're going to go right back to not fully normal, but more normalcy. And then we'll look back at the years from, like, 2010 to 2025 and go, wow, dude, we were fucked up during that period of time. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's a phase. All this shit that's going on is a phase. If it if it's, if it doesn't completely take over, because that's kind of or yeah. it's the end of or it's the end. It's of the one world. of the two. It's one of the that's other. the whole idea right. of, of Baphomet is the androgynous uh, aspect of right. it, blurring the lines of gender. That's why I got rid of Netflix because if you go, I just go on Netflix and start oh fucking God. searching and tell me how many uh, how many fucking shows are there that portray men in a masculine uh, way? It's... He's always a fucking bitch. You know, the woman's always taken over. And he's just, he's like fucking clueless, you know, and um, very weak physically in stature as well. And uh, there's just a rise of femininity on, on Netflix. Um, and- That's how I got through to, to the girl I'm talking to right now, Bob. Oh, yeah? When we started, when I started talking about social programming and, uh, you know, social, you know, all this kind of stuff, how they're controlling us and programming us and trying to, you know, turn society more beta. Right. You know, and more androgynous. 
I started pointing out, like, watch the show because we watch a lot of Netflix. I was like, watch the shows we watch on Netflix. Yeah. And she even started realizing. She's like, wow, you know what? I never realized it. So that was like my little kind of crack in the door into the conspiracy uh, world. Yeah. Where she's even noticing it now. She's like, wow, I just realized like every alpha male, especially every alpha white male is bad. And all the white guys you like in the show are bitches to the powerful women. And, then yeah, and the lead yeah, characters yeah. are all gay or transgender or something. And like, then they, they're uh, just... sexualizing children a lot. There's a cartoon that's coming out that, you know, sexualizes little kids and, like, they listen to the... Like, literally, they're not even hiding any... There's, like, demonic characters in this cartoon with, like, fucking goat horns and shit. You know, telling them it's okay to touch their pee-pee parts and all this stuff, you know? And, and the kids are, like, in fifth and sixth grade. Oh, what was that, uh... There's a show called Big Mouth that's like Yeah, a, that's one of them. I, I don't think that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, Big Mouth is just like it. It's the same same kind of shit. It's the same kind of shit. And uh, so, you know, then, you know, Obama and Susan Rice, they're on the board at Netflix. So you obviously know that the, the content that's coming out is going to be part of whatever the message they're trying to send. So I said, you know, fuck it to Netflix. And if there's a series I wanted to watch, I can just fucking stream it, you know? So The next big wave is going to be the people who make, you know, a conservative search engine, a conservative Netflix. Just make everything that's turning to left, just make a conservative version of it, and you'll be a billionaire. Yeah. If you make a conservative search engine right now, forget it. Just more more unbiased and more you know moderate to right-leaning search engine, forget it. You'll fucking you'll take over the world. But anyway, boys, final words. Bod. I got nothing. Just keep getting out there and voting. <laughs> just vote for the bod. Bob. Yeah, uh, I, last week I kind of took took a week break from all this stuff and just fucking just unplugged myself. So if anybody ever gets caught in these rabbit holes, just make sure like you take some time to like just fucking unload and not not worry about it for a week. So this last week I Send spent Bob DMs of you unloading. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Bob wants to see you unload. Yeah. <laughs> Cuckold. I agree. I think that's smart, Bob. Yeah. Ben. Uh. It's a pleasure being with you boys, like always. Time to watch some football. Time to watch some baseball. Time to enjoy myself and stop thinking about all the negatives. Yeah, that's right. I'm in the same boat. So, guys, make sure uh, a couple homework assignments after you get off here from the beginning of the pod. Make sure you guys look into Saul Alinsky, S-A-U-L-A-L-I-N-S-K-Y. You won't find any documentaries on him (coughs) available streaming, obviously. They're not going to let that come out for free. But uh, there is one called Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Uh, you can get it on Vimeo. It's $4.99 to rent it for 24 hours. Um, I rented it uh, about a week ago. So you can check that out if you want to do more research. Or if you want to be really crazy, you could actually read his books. Uh, Bob, what are the name of the books? Uh, I mean, R- Rules for Radicals is the one. It's a short read. It's not, it's not a long read. So if, I would just start with that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stefan so, Molyneux does a really good breakdown of the book. If you don't want to read it, you can go on YouTube and watch his analysis of it. But just uh, read, read the book. Read the book. Yeah, yeah. read the book. I watched the documentary because that's what I right. do. But uh, you guys can read the book because you're smarter than me. And then to prep up for future podcasts because we are coming up. We're going to be doing an alien podcast soon for Debod just so he shuts mm-hmm. the fuck up. And then uh, we are going to be doing a Bill Cooper podcast too. So you might want to get familiar with Bill Cooper uh, you could literally just turn on old Bill, Bill Cooper interviews. So entertaining. Like, you could literally, I could listen to him read the phone book. Yeah. But listen to the Bill Cooper interviews on YouTube. Just fall asleep with him. Just turn them on and fall asleep listening to him and let it sink into your brain. But you'll see how ahead of his time this guy was predicting all the school shootings, predicting all the brainwashing, manipulation, everything that's going on. 
But uh, make sure you guys subscribe, download, review. Disconnect right now. Go hit the subscribe button. Go write a review for us. Tell us that you love us. Tell us that you hate us. Just do something. You can follow Bobby at Bob's Lessons on Twitter. You can follow Ben at X Ben Jammin with two M's, J-A-M-M-I-N-X on Twitter. And you can follow the bod at the bod no mercy on Twitter. Do not vote for him in any polls ever again. <laughs> I am Tommy G. One and I, have, I have a special guest, I believe. I believe I have locked in one of the godfathers in my Mount Rushmore of humans for next week's episode. So you might be two weeks before you hear this goof troop again. I don't want to say it now until it's 100% confirmed. I think it's confirmed. Stay on my Twitter, at Tommy G. I'll be announcing it hopefully by the end of this week, early next week. Huge, huge. We had Larry Johnson last week. I think we got a monster guest coming up this week. Uh, you guys are going to love it, but I don't want don't to give it away. Just going to tease it. For the bod, for Ben, for Bobby, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy.